What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kids at Work podcast with Matt Corman. I've been changing up the title kind of a bit um, from Kids at Work to Matt Corman podcast, but you kind of get the gist of it. Today, we have uh, another guest. You know, last week you guys heard from Mike's Dead, and I told you that I'm having a weekly guest. I got 12 lined up right now, and uh, I've been doing a couple, uh, you know, a couple back to back ones. So uh, we're getting more into the entrepreneur space and the musician space and getting more in the underground hip hop scene. Today, uh, we have Apollo on the podcast. He's headlined shows at the age of 16, open up for artists such as Rich the Kid, T. Wayne, Cap G, King Lowe's, Mark Battles, Packy, and many more. He's amassed millions of streams and is quickly becoming a force to reckon with in the underground hip hop scene. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Apollo to the podcast. How you doing, brother? Oh, dude, how you doing? Good. How was, uh, how was the intro? How'd that sound? That was great. I loved it. I loved the reckon with. That was yeah, a great choice of words. You like that, man? I yeah. um yeah. I, I want I want to keep it short and simple. And uh, you where'd know, you, where you get the information from? Um, a little Google. You know what I'm saying, man? A little, little. I gotta do my research on you beforehand. Man said I googled that shit. I'm dead. Yeah, man. A little, uh, a little, a little vibes. No, that's on the spectators website. The, the little bio right there. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I I added a little uh a, a little flair to it. A little, yeah, a little, a little twist of my own, but, um, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, bro. I'm excited to have you. I appreciate it, dude. We've actually never actually spoke before. Um, no, that's, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the fucking beauty of it. No, we ne- we've literally never even spoken. That's like, I, I've been doing these more with like, uh, you're like my fifth musician that I'm having for this thing right now, but mm-hmm. like, you'll, you'll, I don't know what, if you're going to come on next week or the week after that, but like, I'm talking to everybody who we've listened to each other's music and have like communicated like, uh, like, like yeah, back and sure. forth. Yeah. And it's, it's just like interesting. Cause it's like, yo, what's up? Like, Oh wow. Like we have never actually had this, like I uh, had like a sit down chat. You Actual know? like dog. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people like that, especially in like this weird realm that we're in. Like I, I, I talked to like when I opened up for Justin Stone, we were like in his tour van and we were talking about it and we were like, dude, we're in such a weird fucking realm where everyone knows each other, but like we act like we don't like know each other, but we, you know what I'm trying to say? Like we don't talk to each other, but we like, it's weird. It's such a weird, so it's so weird. But like even like abstract, I've talked to him for, uh, I've known him for a, a little while and we finally just like sat down and had like a three hour conversation. He's like a super cool dude, but like I didn't, I had never actually talked to him before. Yeah. So it's like we're actually getting to know people and talking to him. It's fire. And that's like, that's like a part of it is the, um, that's the whole reason I'm kind of doing the podcast and bringing more, you know, bringing more, it expands the network. Cause like, I mean, you think of it after, like after I, I was thinking about, as I was, I've been talking to people, I'm like, wow, I'm meeting, like I'm meeting all these artists and everything. And it's like, wow, like I'm going to have a huge network of artists, like, you know, even more close. Cause I've had an hour long conversation with fucking everybody that makes music yeah, exactly. in my, in my cool. related artists. But, um, but not cool. Like let's, uh, let's dive into you a little bit. I think people know from me and I, I'm not sure how many people on the, on the podcast, <laughs> like, you know, it, it's not like the biggest thing, you know, a cu- couple thousand streams on uh, audio version. And then the, my YouTube, I'm just starting it up. So it's like not that many, but you know, there's might be some people here that don't know who you are. So uh, give us a, a quick rundown of who you are, you know, where you're from and, and, and what you're about. Uh, I am, oh shit. I am a musician from Lansing, Michigan. I grew up in a town called St. John's, um, which is right outside of Lansing. And then uh, started making music when I was like, 14. I'm 22 right now. So I've been making music for like eight years. Um, I started recording myself at 14. And then when I was 16, my, I used to like record every day with this dude from my, my school and he spilled chocolate milk dude on my interface. Wow. And so it fucked up my whole interface. So then I was like, damn, I got to record somewhere. 
So I started, um, I started like going to all these other engineers in like the city. And I went to this one place called Studio 707 and it was like $35 an hour. I'm like 16 years old. So I'm like, fuck. It's pretty cheap. It's cheap, but for a 16 year old, you're like, damn, that's fucking hell expensive because it's a minimum of two hours. So you're spending $70 every time. Mm. And I'm 16. I'm super broke at the time. My like family's super broke. And so I'm like, okay. So then I asked him if he'd teach me how to engineer. And so I've been engineering since then. So like not, that's like what I do mainly is engineering um, on the side or whatever. And so I started engineering myself and then um, I worked there for a couple of years and then we had a couple bad incidents. And then I started, I signed to the spectators in 2018 and then yeah, in, in 2018. And then this year, May of this year, they like kind of like changed what the spectators are. And now it's more of a collective. So I'm not actually signed to them anymore, but like I'm just a part of the collective instead of it being a label. Gotcha. Dope, dope. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, I did see, I saw um, like when Packy kind of announced that, that the spectators are going to be turned into like more of a collective thing, not a label. Um, that's, dude, I, I remember when I first started coming up, like I live out in Boston and um, studio hours were just hell expensive. Like you said 35. And the reason I said that's cheap is because like we, we did like 60 to $80 hour studio time. Oh, and <clears throat> I just remember how stupid it was. Like, I just remember like paying for studio time and like going there and like, you don't really know the engineer and it was kind of like awkward and like, you don't want to like hit some notes. Maybe you're trying to sing that day or just like some yeah. shit. And so it's just like, I've always been more comfortable like recording on my own and my own, my own setup. Is that still what you do? Do you still record? Your yeah. Own? Yeah. Yeah. I still record. I'm in my studio right now. I, uh, I, I, when I signed to the spectators, the person, I don't know if you know who he is, Mo, Mo T, he like owns the spectators. Like he's co-founder of the spectators. He was like, he told me basically not to hang around the studio anymore because like the energy is off. Like the people, we call it like Lansing syndrome. It's like, we're, you probably have it in your city too, where people, oh, I'm the biggest thing here. Like, mm-hmm. uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm the king of the city. I don't like give a fuck about, not, I don't care about my city because I want to put on for my city, but like, like these people just want to be the, the biggest in the city and I want to be like the biggest ever, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So like, and they lie about things and he's told me it's just not the people to be around. So then I started just, we had a studio space there and it was huge, dude. It was like a crazy studio. And so we all had like our own little offices and um, yeah, I started engineering myself there. So I have basically the same setup. My, um, this whole room is foamed out right now. Like wall to wall is foamed out. And then uh, I have like, you know, my, Yamaha's and my S, uh, not my SM7, me, my TLM 103, and I just kind of record here. Mm. Uh, I like recording myself, dude. I couldn't imagine paying someone to record me because I'm very particular about my mix now. Um, because like I said, I've been engineering myself since I was 16 and I never felt like anyone could get my mix the way I wanted to sound. So like when people touch my mix, I feel like that's my favorite part about making music is mixing it. Mm-hmm. So it like bugs me when other people try to like mix my shit or whatever. So I just prefer to do it by myself. Plus I fuck up a lot. So, and when I sing, I'm, t- I'm not a good singer, but like the more I do it, the better I get, you know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. like, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's way better recording yourself. Yeah, I can uh, I can relate to you entirely. I mean, I I I do the same thing. You know, I I this is like my setup. I could I just have like a little mic stand whatever here, but I just record right here. I mean, I put like I put a bunch of videos up on YouTube, me recording shit recently. But um, same type of deal, man. Like I I hated. I got to a point where like I have my boy. I, I mean, I'm sure you know Adrian Stressel, right? You heard of him before? Yeah, so, I met him when he opened up for uh, Justin. He's a cool, dude. 
Yeah, fire. He's like one of my good friends and he helps engineer a bunch of my stuff. And like that, this year I was like, dude, like I'm just going to start fucking figuring out how to do it because like I wanted to have that extra, you got like an extra edge when you're able to like, ah, I kind of want this to sound like this. So you're not going back and forth with an engineer all the time. And so yeah. I started mixing mastering like, I've done it for a while, but I like I outsourced, but recently like every song pretty much I've been putting out has been like engineered by myself and I've been committed to it. It takes like longer to do it, but, um, but I mean, I, I don't know, you get to, you get to kind of create what you actually want to create. And so it's pretty fire, but, yeah. um, I, your stuff sounds very clean. I mean, I was it, like, before you hopped on here, I was, you know, doing my research on you and listening to a bunch of Apollo tracks, um, and you know, really impressed. Were you an engineer? Like before you were an artist or is this something you learned? No, 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 no. The whole time I've been an artist, but like to make extra money and like, so the deal was that I would engineer at this place and Mm -hmm. in return, I would get to record myself there in between sessions. No shit. So like, so like before I went there, dude, I didn't even know what plugins were before I, the first session I ever did, I was 16. These people came in, they paid me 35 an hour. I had no plugins on their shit. I'm just like, all right, sounds good. And they're like, wow. What the fuck? And then, um, but yeah, so I just been, yeah, learning how to do it ever since. And I actually learned the most when I left that place though, because I learned a little bit or whatever, but like, I think just experimenting is um, by yourself is like how you do it. Like how you get good at things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Plus plus I took a course in high school, um, just the basics of it. But besides that, I've basically learned everything how to do by myself. Fire. Yeah. I love that. Self-taught. Same, same over here. Um, yeah, well, all right, cool. So from Lansing, I mean, dude, I've never even been to fucking Lansing, Michigan. Like, what? Really? No, I mean, what? What's? I, what's the culture like? Like, what's it like over there? Dude, I mean, honestly, there's not like a crazy culture here. To be real with you, like, there is a like uh, a lifestyle culture, but like, there's not really like a music scene here. Mm-hmm. It's more like just the way people. Act. It's more of a Michigan thing than less of like a city to city thing. Like, obviously, like Detroit has its own culture, like its own life, like lifestyle culture, like slang and everything. But Michigan in general, um, just like, I don't get it, dude. I love being in the Midwest because like I went to LA in uh, July and I kind of went out there. I went out there to visit my, do you know who Ali Joseph is? Yeah. So I went out there to visit him and hush. And uh, I also went out there to see if I kind of wanted to live out there and I just kind of figured like, that's not my vibe. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I would be making completely different music. Like the kind of music that I make, I think is reflective of where I'm from. Like you can kind of hear my environment when you're listening to my music. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean like the lifestyle up here, it's just like very poor, <laughs> low key. Like it's very like, um, it's not like a super terrible area, but it's just like very like gray skies. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Like, yeah, that's the kind of vibe up here. And I actually like, not that I like that, but it just like, it, it influences me because, um, I don't know. I, I just think you can hear it in my music. Like it's, it's very like gloomy. You know what I'm trying to say? Like when you listen to views yeah. by Drake, mm-hmm. you can hear like the cold, like it's cold, it's gloomy. It's like kind of like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, absolutely. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And pretty similar to Boston, you know, but I mean, we get, you know, some, some like, so, you know, we get some sunny days and shit. I'm sure you do too, but like, I don't know, Boston definitely has some sort of like historic culture to it. Yeah. And you know, we get a lot of gray skies. Like right now it's cold as fuck here, but I'm glad that you brought up your music, man, because it's, it, it's, I think it's interesting how like your take on everything. Cause I can, I almost feel like I know a lot about you. 
and I've never spoken to you personally like you know we never had a conversation and your music and I have a lot of songs of this too right like I have a lot of like marketable songs and shit and like you yeah. know big bass songs and then like you know I like to rap you know you've heard my stuff and then yeah, I also yeah. have like a lot of personal tracks where I talk about like my emotions and you know men, you know you know struggling a little bit in relationships whatever it is and those those personally are my favorite songs that yeah. I make and yeah. so like you know you listen to some of your songs I mean, I just, I just put on your, your most recent song. I think it's called like a, a letter to my family. Correct. Dear family. Dear family. I mean, dude, that one had me like, like goosebumpy type of deal. Like at the end of it, I mean, you had that whole part in there where it sounds like a guns being like cocked back, yeah. you know what I mean? Type shit. Yeah. And it's just like, people don't go that deep into their music a lot of times. And you, you know, the way you describe where your environment is from clearly you're a product of your environment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, you know, let me get a little more into before we get into that. Like, let's get a little bit more of the background and everything. And maybe why, what, what groomed you into the, you know, making that type of music? Well, dude, for me, I think I have a interesting take on life because in my opinion, at least, um, because from like the time I was born until I was 13, I was like a middle-class person, like nothing too shabby. And then from 13 to like 14 to 18, 19, like fucking homeless, living off food stamps and welfare, guns in and out the house, like my Whoa. not knowing my dad, like mm-hmm. like I was raised by a single mother. Like, so I have two completely different, I've seen both sides where like, you know, happy family and then at 13, 14, and then everything just goes to shit. And then your life is like crumbling in front of you. And then you're trying to like get back up. So like that's why my music is so like deep is because when I, I started making music at 14 and that's when all that shit started happening. And so that was kind of like a therapy, a therapeutic, even though I do go to therapy now, but like it's therapeutic to like, just say shit out loud. Sometimes like sometimes you just have to say something and let people know. And I don't really like, I don't really get angry in re- like real life or like, like I don't really talk about my emotions that much mm-hmm. because I just do it so much in the music that it, I don't really have to, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I just speak it through my music. Yeah. I think a lot of artists can relate to that. Um, interesting story, man. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think that people, you know, we talk about hip hop and the culture and, and a lot of it derives from like, you know, struggle music. And yeah. that's the type of the culture that we're like, you know, we're dabbling in. Um, and, you know, I love songs that tell a story. And it's just like, I didn't really, I mean, I could have guessed that about, you know, from listening to your songs. That's why I'm saying like, I, like, I feel like I knew a little bit more about yeah. you. But, I gotta be honest, you know, if you can judge a book by its cover for a second, you never know what's behind like the person, right? Because I'll take yeah. a look at I'll take a look at you and like let's say I don't know who you are, and I'm like, mm, white kid looks normal, you know, from fucking, you know, he's probably lives in like a nice little middle class suburb with his family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> Somewhere shit. But then you play on a couple tracks and it's like this dude's, you know, going in. That's what that's what my whole I love that though, is that like you see me and you don't like I used to say this, I mean, this is kind of not to be like um morbid or whatever but i say it like um like robin williams robin williams was a super happy blah blah blah, ended up killing himself Mm -hmm. so you never know like what someone is actually going through until like you actually get to know them and actually like listen to them you know what i'm saying so i actually really like that about myself is that people judge me that used to be my favorite thing in the studio is because i just look like this geeky white boy and then you like listen to my music and you're like oh this dude is actually like spitting and actually saying some shit yeah yeah. yeah, for sure. So you're um, you're 22 now. You said, yeah, I'm 22. Yep, that I'm 25. I uh, so I'm just curious, like, what uh, w- how's life 
going for you at 22 right now? Like what's, you know, it's obviously a weird year, but what's, what's, where are you currently at? I guess mentally and, you know, career wise, like, are you, are you out of college right now? Are you in college? Never went to college. I, I, what's it called? I barely finished high school. And then I went to, I went to a college for one semester. And then I was like, I had a conversation with my mom and I'm like, she literally just said to me, she's like, you don't want to be going to school, do you? And I was like, no, she's like, you don't have to, if you don't want to. So I, I dropped out. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, first two years where I basically dropped out and then I immediately signed to the spectators. So then I had like this place that I could go to all the time. So yeah, living at my parents literally up until September of this year. And I moved out and I moved into this two, two bedroom apartment. And, uh, one of them is my studio and one of them is my room. Yeah. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, so I mean, it's good. I mean, this is the first time I've ever moved out. I love it, dude. It's fucking way more, uh, um, freeing because I don't have to, my thing was I hated recording at, cause when I left the spectators, I had to record on my own. So I was recording at my uh, parents' place for, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple months, like my dad's house for a couple months. Yeah. And, and um, I just, like, like I said, I didn't talk. So what happened when my dad was like, my dad did all these horrible things to my mom. And then I didn't talk to him for three years. And then we're kind of like rebuilding our relationship. So I was like staying at his place for a while and I was recording and he would listen while I was recording and it would like skeeve me out. And I'd be like, I didn't record shit because I like, he would like listen into what I was saying. And not that I care what he's saying or whatever, but like, like it's personal, you know what I'm saying? My music's super personal. So I don't want someone like influencing what I feel like I can say and what I can't say. Mm -hmm. So I was like, fuck it. So in, in September, I'm like, I'm moving out. I moved out and uh, I've been living here for the last couple months and I like it. Yeah. That's where I'm basically at. Yeah. I got a cat. My cat's cute as fuck. Fuck yeah, I got a cat too, man. Fuck yeah. I just got a cat. She's a she's a little uh she's a little off. She has CH or like wobbly cat syndrome. Oh wow. I got her from the Humane Society. Her name's Cora. And when I went in there at 1 p.m., two people saw her, bro, and they're like, didn't want her. And then the girl goes, Oh, I'm sorry, no one wants you. Said that to the cat. She so said, that, "What?" That broke my heart. I'm like, "Why would you say that to the cat?" So I was this the lady that worked there? Or was this like a there, bro? So gosh. I was like, "Fuck, I have to get this cat." But yeah, dude, things are good, bro. I mean, right now I'm just like stacking music, bro. Honestly, like 2020 sucks. So I'm just like, "Fuck this year." I'm not releasing for the rest of the year, and then mm -hmm. 2021, I'm gonna try to. I like to release every two weeks, bro. That'd be my goal. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to say that out loud. I guess I just said it out loud, but like, I don't want to like make that a thing because if I don't release it, I don't want to like, you know, be a thing, but I'd like to try to release every two weeks because my biggest problem is not putting out enough music. Yeah. I, uh, I, I hear that from like a lot of people. I mean, like, I, I don't know how much you know, but like, I have like that, like a Spotify growth guide thing that I made and I've been like getting some artists like that. I'm kind of helping out mentor or whatever. And like in 2021, I'm actually going to be coaching like a couple different artists have like a coaching thing that I set up and I'm working on. Yeah. And like, that's like the number one, the number one sauce, man. It's just like these, like I, it's, it's just, I was just talking with my set about this. Like there, I have like an artist and he's like, man, like, you know, like my shit should be a hundred thousand. Like he wants to hit a hundred thousand monthly listeners. It's like his big, big, big goal, which, which I get it. Right. Because like at the time, like before you had it and before I had it, all I wanted was a hundred thousand monthly listeners. You know what I mean? Like bro, I, I just wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, bro, I get it, but you have fucking eight songs out. So like, realistically, how I look at everything, it's like, I look at everything as like a trend, right? If you can drop, like, 
like if your if your streams on your Spotify streams can like sit at that that like fifty thousand monthly listener mark, right? And if it can sit there and do its thing in the algorithm like consistently without dropping down to fucking ten or twenty, like mm-hmm. after you drop a song, that shows you have a real audience, right? Like like where mine's at, I think mine's at like two hundred thousand and whatever right now, and it kind of like sits there and plays between two hundred and two twenty, and like it doesn't matter if I drop or or not really. But until you can like have like a baseline, cause like even if you jump up to a hundred thousand monthly listeners for a fucking month, it doesn't really matter, bro. Because you know, after you might jump down to 30,000 the next month because you didn't, you didn't, you don't have enough in your fucking catalog. You know what yeah. I mean? hundred percent. So, like I, I've, I've been at the same, like I steer with the 110,000 to like 130,000 and I've been there for like over a year. So yeah. it, like I said, like I've, I've seen a lot of people go from, Oh, I have, 200,000 monthly listeners. And then now you're at 70,000 monthly listeners because mm-hmm. you got off all this playlist. Plus mm-hmm. I think, I think monthly listeners are bullshit. Uh, I, in my opinion, like I'm more concerned about the Spotify followers, like the, the amount of followers you're getting, because cool. those are people that are gonna, are getting uh, your music. They, they like went out of their way to click on you and like, get notified when you drop, you know what I'm trying to say? Instead of yeah. a monthly listener, because monthly listeners come like, Oh, I listen to the song for 10 seconds and then or 30 seconds or whatever it is. And yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Like facts, the Spotify followers are where you, you want to like grow. Spotify kind of fucked up by showing everybody monthly listeners and not showing everybody followers. Like you realize like every, like SoundCloud shows. Yeah. Sound, SoundCloud's like, Oh, like this person has this many followers, YouTube subscribers, but fucking Spotify was just, we're going to show y'all every unique profile that visited yeah. this this page and played one song. It's a good and bad thing. It's good because that number huge, that huge number you can, Mm. um, leverage for other things that you want to get. But at the same time, it sucks because then people take that monthly listener. Like, like there's so many, so fucking good artists, like amazing artists that have like 50,000 monthly listeners. Oh fuck yeah, dude. And, and because they don't have a hundred thousand monthly listeners or whatever, it's, uh, they're not like looked at the same, even though they they have just as good music. For sure. Um, plus, like, no, we're gonna say no. You you go. No, I was I was just gonna say it's the same thing as like a Instagram blue check or something like that. It's just yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Validation. It's a, it's like oh like oh like this guy has a blue check. He's he's the real deal. But it's like low key like somebody without a blue check could be the realer deal in whatever yeah. industry that is. You know, like Drewski. You know who that is? Uh, Drewski. Yeah, like the comedian. Dude, he's, he cracks me up. He's my favorite yeah. comedian right now. He's my favorite comedian too. He just got fucking um, verified on Twitter. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. That big of a deal went so long without getting... Like he was in a Drake video. He was in Jack Harlow's video. Still mm-hmm. wasn't verified. Just got verified. He's like one of the most popular comedians on Twitter. So it's like the blue check mark really doesn't mean shit. In the Are you verified? Run. I'm not verified. I, I want to be verified, but I'm not like pressed about it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, and I, I, I don't know how I don't know how people get verified to be real. Like, <laughs> like, dude, people out here buying their verifications and shit, bro. I'm like, I rather I don't like that shit though. I don't like the fake followers and like the fake verifications and shit. I think that is so corny to me. Yeah, yeah. Because it takes away from the people that are like actually like you can look at all my like. There's a reason that like I get. I mean, and I don't care about likes or whatever, but my engagement is so much better than all these people with like 20,000 followers. I'm like, dude, how do I have better engagement than you do, bro? And I have like, (laughs) you know, a fraction of your followers. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I I get it. And and it's like, it it did, it it ruined the fucking game. It's the same thing like with Spotify with like having, 
you know, those playlists. I mean, I preach, I like talk about it all the time, like more like in my, my course and shit. And I talk about how like, you know, a lot of times these people are paying to get on these, like, it's like, oh, like we're gonna do a playlist push. Like, cool. Also, I'm, I'm completely against it. Like, you can, whoever's listening to it, you can check my Spotify, like my chart metric or my about me thing. And like my most played playlists, like you click on them and they probably have like a hundred followers on, like, I'm not in any playlists, you know, mm -hmm. or my highest one is the, this is Matt Corman playlist. And so like, I don't, I don't do any playlisting at all. And that's the one thing people ask me like, oh, like I'm trying to grow my Spotify. Like what playlist should I pay? And I'm like, none. And like, I have like yeah. a different method because I think, you know, you end up in these playlists and you get like fraudulent streams driven to your fucking account yeah. and like it inflates your numbers, inflates your ego. You start to think that you're at this level. Like this is just one characteristic of it. Like you think you're at this level. You're like, damn, bro. Like I get, I get like 50,000 streams a month and maybe that's like a lot for somebody and like, damn, this is going well. But then like you fall off and you're like, oh fuck, I actually, I actually get 5,000. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I thought okay. I did for 28 days and then you get sad and you get even more depressed. And then you also like, yeah pay another $500 so that you can be at that level. Cause you don't want your fans to think you fell off or, you know what 100%. I mean? Stupid. Like it's a never ending cycle. The only way to actually do something is fucking do it the right way, the real way organically. And it will last that. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I mean, that's it all. I guess it all depends on what you're in it for though, because some people are in it just to look like they're popping and some people are actually yeah. trying to build a business, you know? Well, that's what the whole thing is. And I'm not, I'm not exactly against playlists if they're, if they're legitimate yeah. playlists. Yeah. If you're actually, cause that's just marketing at the end of the day. But if you're, if you're, you knowingly know these things are, are fraudulent or like, you just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many, like, and I fuck with cement hub, but there's some, uh, not very good playlists on there that like are, cause I remember I did one one time and it boosted my streams for like literally two days. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. This is fucking bullshit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is so whack. So, um, but yeah, if you, if you're doing it the right way, okay. But like, I would rather just build it like Packy's fan base is like organic. Like I look up to him because his shit is so like, he just like logic, dude, were you a big fan of logic? Of course. So I started following logic when he had 4,000 followers on Twitter. Wow. That's a flex. <laughs> so I saw, so I saw his, momentum building yeah and it was so fucking quick but it was real and and i just remember thinking dude and that was before i made music i just remember thinking as a fan not even a music i'm like that's so dope that he's just doing this organically like yeah. he can do this so like it totally changed my mind and then when i like started working with pack pack totally changed my mind on how i think about things because before not that i was like down with like doing things that way but like he just totally like instilled in my mind like don't be like exposure over money like um, the things he would say, exposure over money and just like long-term, like you want the long-term bag. You don't want the short-term bag. I would rather take a hundred thousand dollars over time than a hundred thousand dollars right now. You mm -hmm. know what I'm trying to say? Like it, mm -hmm. and, and reinvest it. So yeah, he was a huge part in like my mental state, him and Mo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Packy's a smart man, bro. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the wave that I'm on as well. I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, you go to like, you can go to like anything on mine. It's like, bro, like, my YouTube has like 3,700 subscribers, but last year it was at 1100. And so like, I don't care that it's not at a hundred thousand because it's also a intense game. It's an intense game, man. And it's like, yeah. and, and the whole, the whole shebang is like every, like every, every Avenue is, but like building something organically is like, dude, like I fucking preach that whole thing. Cause it's like, but it brings it back to the question I always ask people and artists. It's like, well, like, what are you, what do you actually want? Like, are you trying to be some guy that's like, 
popping off for until you're like you're 25 or like, or like having a good underground, you know, a couple hundred thousand monthly listeners, you're bringing in some checks or you or in like, you're also not getting a lot of profit though, because you're paying for a lot of exposure that, or do you want to be somebody who builds a brand in a business that is going to, you know, carry with you until your fucking thirties and forties? Like, who do you want to yeah. be? You know, some people don't want that. I, I want that. Like I, I, want I too. you want it too. And it's like, I'm more yeah. than just like, music, my songs. That's why I, like, I do the fucking podcast. That's why I have the YouTube channel and like the, uh, like I show myself more and I'm not, I'm not really like a mystique character. You know what I mean? Like people can know who the fuck Matt Corman is. You click yeah. a couple things. And like, I think Packy does a good job at that as well as showing himself too. And I, you know, and I think it's important nowadays to be like, I don't know, like the idea of like the mystique of like an artist. And it's, it's just like, it's gone, bro. You can tell if someone's like, yo, I got a million views on my music video. And it's like, well, your other music videos got 10,000. And then like, you still have a thousand subscribers. It's like, don't now, you, now I'm insulted. You think I'm stupid? Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. You know? So it's like, and it, you're right. Like you're pumped that you were on board with logic at 4k. Like, and I said, that's a flex. Like it's cool yeah. to be a part of an artist's journey versus like, it is. It, like fans don't have it backwards. Fans don't want to see you super popular all of a sudden. They want to grow with you. So. Yeah. And, and I oh, think they don't want that. And they can, dude, I, I remember Mo was telling me this, dude, fans can tell. I think artists think that their fans are dumb, bro. Like fans can tell when you just out of the, out of the blue, you're just getting all these streams for no reason. Yep. Or, or, or you gained 10,000 followers overnight. Nothing happened. Like fans can tell that that shit happened. You know what I'm saying? So fans aren't stupid. Right. Yeah, they're fucking they're the people too well like now we're talking about packing spectators and stuff like how'd you uh how did you get linked up with them so i was actually a fan of cyrus first mm-hmm. do you know who cyrus is yeah i um not not too familiar with him i've just kind of seen his name from being in the game okay so i was a fan of Cyrus because they're both they're, they're both from lansing so they're all from lansing and so like i said i, I grew up in st john's and they were just like but I was always in Lansing from like when I got my license at 17, like I was always in Lansing. I was like literally all the time I, I would just leave and never come back. So like they were like the big homies. They were like the big, the big, like do you have any like big artists from your city that aren't like just, they're like the underground, like big artists over here. Yeah. I'd say like, you know, like Cam Eakins, you know, from Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like, you know, cousin Stiz is like, you yeah. know, bigger name. Yeah. So like they were like the big the big OGs, and so mm-hmm. I just wanted to like get in with them somehow. Of course, I, was, I, remember, I remember I was a I think I was a senior in high school, and uh, I graduated in twenty seventeen. So was I? Se- yeah, I think I was a senior, and I remember I was in high school, and they announced like, "Oh, we're doing a show, blah blah,", blah. and I had already been cool with Cyrus. Like me and Cyrus were like. Uh, so basically I was a fan of him and then I just kept DMing him and DMing him. I was like 16, 15 years old. So I just kept DMing him, DMing him, yeah. DMing him. And eventually I was like, I tweeted at him or something and he's like, send it to me. So I sent it to him and then we just like linked up at a show one time and wow. we were just, we were cool or whatever. And um, anyway, so I was already cool with, with uh, Cyrus, and, but we weren't like friends like we are now. And um, in school, they announced the show in Lansing Mm. And I was like, I have to be I on the show. Be there, yeah. So oh, you're trying to be on the show. I literally left school right after that hour, like skipped school and went mm-hmm. to Fusion Shows, which is this like place and he, that does like shows or whatever. And I went there and I'm like, I have to be on the show. Like, I don't care what I have to do. And they're like, well, you didn't have to call them all the way here, but you could have just emailed blah, blah, blah. So I emailed them and then they let me on the show and I sold like a, a, a bunch of tickets 
And Ali, Ali Joseph was actually on the show too, because he's from here too. And um, so yeah, we I, I got on the show and then I guess I was just kind of like on their radar or whatever. And then Cyrus just kept like, get... that was weird. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I heard that too. Yeah, yeah that was my cap. Um, so like, anyway, so Cyrus just kept like talking to Mo about me or whatever. And then we do this thing called Yoke Fest. And it's like a thing we do in Lansing. It's like a festival we, we do every year. And um, I invited Pack and Mo to it. And they came. And then the next day they were like, they basically said that they wanted to sign me. And then I had to um, make three songs for them to like hear because i was a spitter before like i actually made songs like i, I was just like i was just like the guy who would spit a whole song just all the way through i never really made full songs yeah so like we need to hear you make three songs so i made three songs or whatever and then yeah then i signed or whatever but yeah. yeah, 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 that's fire, bro. I, uh, I feel that I kind of, I, I have a kind of almost like not a similar story, but like with my with the big homies, I guess like kind of like the same shit, like hopping on yeah. the shows and stuff. Because you like I idolize these people in your city because. You want to just be like, and that's what I tell. I had like this conversation with my therapist. I remember being 16 and I'm like, I just want a thousand plays. All I fucking want is a thousand plays. If I get a thousand plays, I didn't get get a thousand plays. I'm right. You know, so I didn't get a thousand plays till I was like 17. Yeah. When I'm 17, I'm like, dude, I just want 5,000 plays. If I get 5,000 plays, I'll be happy. Yeah. I get 5,000 plays. I'm like, if I get 10,000 plays, I'll be happy. So then I get 10,000 plays and then I'm like, okay, 100,000? Get 100,000 plays? I'm like, okay, if I get a million plays, I'd be the fucking happiest person in the world. You can get a million plays and you're like, I want 5 million. You get 5 It's just like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So it's like, you're never like content. Like, it's a good thing and a bad thing because one, you don't really appreciate it at the time until afterwards and you're like, damn, I'm on some fuck shit. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 so I saw what they were doing though. And I'm like, these people have like, Packy has fucking millions of plays. I'm like, I need to be wherever the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, it was just like that whole like thing of it. But. Yeah. Those people are almost like unattainable. Like I remember just like when I was like, I, I, everyone did the same shit whether they want to admit it or not. Like I remember like, bro, like my, my current manager was like, like um a manager of like an uh, like an artist like that too that i you know was looking up to at the time too because i was fucking peppering him with emails like trying to get on yeah. i was like bro like okay this dude lives across the city and he has millions of views on his shit like i can do that too i, I would think but these people are like you start paying attention to everything they're doing so much they're like almost like a, a mystique famous figure to you you know they what I mean? are dude they are bro i remember yeah. the first time i met pack i was so like this is embarrassing but like <laughs> I, I remember before i met pack because i went to one of their shows and pack and cyrus were talking to each other and i was so nervous to talk to him that i went right in the fucking middle of them like like got in between them on accident because i was like gonna say something i got nervous and i didn't do it but they're like normal fucking people like not even that crazy like you know what i'm saying but like in your mind, you're like, this person is fucking, you know what I'm saying? Of course, man. Like, you get starstruck low key. Yeah. Not even like, I mean, just cause like, I've, I've, I like, and I mean, maybe you've experienced, you probably experienced this too, but like, I've kind of like, not in like a weird ride, but I've kind of turned into like that bigger homie in my, my city now. Cause like those guys kind of graduated, you know, like Stiz went, you know, like he Stiz got songs on fucking radio and shit, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, um, you know, Cam's definitely, he's an OG. And yeah. like, I mean, Sammy Adams too, he's an OG, but like, I've definitely like kind of graduated into a category in Boston where like, 
I got the like, uh, you know, the young Apollos and Matt Corman's like hitting me yeah, up yeah, and shit. Yeah. And like, I like, er, like every year I was doing a show in Boston, I would do, I would like do the Middle East. Um, and I just like would get like peppered, you know, with emails and like people. And like, I just remember like artists coming up to me to meet me and I could see it in their face. Cause like, I know that feeling. Cause I had the same feeling when I was trying to talk to somebody cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, like, it's like, I almost want, I always want to like break down the wall of like, like the difference between me and you is, is just like a couple of years potentially, like, or it could yeah. be a month. Like, like, and it's just like, and that's the same thing with enemy. Like we're talking right now. And like, if you could think of like someone who's like bigger or whatever, like me too, it's like, bro, like one song can make you massive and we don't know when it's going to hit. So it's just like, it is Dude, what it is. That's the whole thing is it literally, you, you could go from, I remember when I dropped, okay, I went from having like 30,000 monthly listeners to having 150,000 monthly listeners in literally uh, two months. That song's so fucking catchy. Do you, well, why did that song work? I, other so, than it being good, could, wait, before you do that, because I'm going to say this to you as an artist, I'm assuming that you have songs that you would have been like before, okay, that were like, these songs could have done these numbers. Now I think that, mm-hmm. but before I was like, I, I wrote the song when I was 19, it didn't drop till I was almost 21. Yeah, I had that song for a long time and I knew it was going to be like a big song, but I didn't know it was going to be like that big. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking though, like, because the thing with it was, I knew it was going to hit with spectator fans because for the love, he's this artist that had the song with Cyrus and Packy called no calls. And that song did millions and millions of streams too. Yeah. So I, was like, I know this song's just going to do well because of that. And then getting Packy on it, I'm like, okay, Packy has, you know, this allude fan. So, um, and then we, mar- we teamed up with promoting sounds. So it was just like the marketing behind it was yeah. like, so perfect. Like I knew that song was going to do well. I just didn't know it was going to do that well. Like I, I, I remember telling my friend, I was like, if it hits a million streams, that would be fucking oh, like, yeah. amazing. And now it's about to hit five. So it's like, Oh, I was clapping so in the background, yeah. man. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was, I, yeah, I, I think it was just like perfect. Like literally every agree that I could ever, it Everything went right for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing went wrong for it. I've had songs though that did. I have other songs that did super, super well. And I'm like, how did that song do well? But this other one that like is so much better. Bro. That do- doesn't do as well. Like I have this song called 200 Miles Away. It didn't do terrible. But I was like, oh, even better example. I have a song called Irish Goodbye on my album. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is going to be my song that like pops me off. I, I, I was like, this has to be the song that pops me off. Right. Dude, it didn't do horrible, but it, it had like a hundred thousand plays. And I'm like, which is good. But I thought that was going to be my song, bro. Mm-hmm. You ever have moments like that where you're like, this is going to be mine. And then this other bro. one pops. And you're like, what the fuck? Dog? Like, this, this should not be the song that's popping off right now. So it's not, like I'm, it's not like I'm less po- proud of that song, but I'm just like, this song's so much like, I don't know, bro. It's so, it's so weird. Yeah. I, I think it's, that's the game though. I was talking about it last night with like my girlfriend. She's like, she's super smart. And she like, I, so I have like something going on in the background right now where I'm kind of having like a, it's like a deal situation and like it's, I'm, I'm heavily in it. Like it's already done. And it's going to be rolling on 2021. I just like never really talk about it. But like, I'm in a stage right now where like, 
I'm just going to kind of relate back to what you said. I'm going to stage right now where in 2021, the songs that I'm making for that, like I'm going to have a big push and this push. Like I'm hoping is going to be the push that's like puts Matt Corman on a fucking map, you know, yeah. I finally have like the, the resources that I need for it. Right. So I'm expecting a lot. And I was talking to her about it. And I was like, you know, what's crazy though. I could do what I think I need to do. And it might not work because in the past I put out songs that I'm like, yo, this is going to work and I'm going to do this marketing plan and this is going to work. And then boom, 20,000 streams. But you get lucky sometimes and you'll release a song. that's like, nah, that's not going to do anything. And then like, bro, my song, I don't got time. Dropped it. Bangers only. But I thought that was a fucking throwaway. Drop that yeah. song. Bangers only. You know, Nick hits me up right away and he's like, bro, fire. Let's run. Like, let's do some shit on this. And I'm like, cool. Bang. All of a sudden, like Fortnite Master has it as his intro song. Didn't even hit him up. It's on like these big YouTube channels. I didn't yeah. nothing. And yeah. it's like, you look at that situation. You're like, okay, why the fuck doesn't that just happen for these other records? That, for like, these other ones. Yeah. hundred percent. It's so confusing. But I mean, people like what they like and the things that you might like, I think, I think it's also like your personal attachment to the song. Facts. Like, for example, um, I have a song called You Lied, which was just about a, a lute of, of women that I've, you know, been with. And it wasn't, not that it didn't mean a lot to me, but it was just like, it wasn't about one specific person. And then my song 200 Miles Away, which was about a specific person, didn't do as well. Mm. And I'm like, like this song means so much more to me than this song. You know what I'm saying? I say like, I don't know. So I think it's your, um, you have like a connection with each song and some songs you have more of a connection with. And so the ones that you don't, you're like, song's not going to do that. Well, I'll just throw it out there. Other people are going to relate to it because to their, whatever their situation is. And, and the song that you like is only relatable to you and not in that sense, but it's, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's most relatable to you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why it's a, it's a confusing game. That's why I brought up last night. Cause I was thinking of like, it's confusing. Cause then I'm sitting there and I have like, my situation is like a little different. I can talk to you about it like kind of off air a little more, but it's like, I'm thinking of, okay, what are the perfect songs for this then? And then like, I was just like talking with her and I'm like, I don't know what the perfect songs are because I tried to make the perfect song market marketable songs and those flopped. And then sometimes the songs that I think aren't even there end up doing well. So like, you know, what's, what's your favorite song you've ever made? Wow, that's fucked up. Um, it's a good question, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the mood, man. I like it's so hard to say. The I would song probably that you're the most proud of doesn't have to be because success, but when you listen to it, you're like, this is like an amazing song. Yeah, issues and problems, or issues and problems, and it, like, uh, you, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, I mean, like th- those records are just like going away. Oh man, there's just like it's a good question. I kind of I want I want to throw it back to you too because like I don't know because at the end of the day, as an artist, right? It's like you make those songs. And you may be like, wow, those are my favorite songs, but it's like my favorite songs are also the songs that fucking worked for me too. But they might, yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, what's yours? I don't know, dude. I I guess I should have thought about that. I mean, probably it's hard to answer. Yeah, probably two hundred miles away, or um, or I think Dear Family is like my most pop or not popular most uh, powerful song. So that song like means a lot to me, bro. That's a powerful, powerful song because I'm, I grew up on like, like freestyle rap culture. Like I love freestyle and spin. Yeah. And like, I could tell that you, that's where you came from too. And it's like, that song's like, not really like a melody. Like it's not going to be on the radio. That song's just like sits down, spits some bars and, and kind of leaves you on with a cliffhanger of like, yeah. and then I, I, bro, I love like the artistic, like, um, 
side behind it of like the phone rings at the end. And then like, at the end you kind of hear you like, like, thank you. Like almost like saying like you were like, what I interpreted of, I'll tell you what I interpreted as. Yeah. Yeah. Like I interpreted is like almost like a, just like a, like a suicide letter, just telling about how like you, you know, are struggling and you know, some people don't understand like family, you know, family issues. And some people just like, don't have a gist on what's really going on in your head. And then like, you were thinking about taking your life and then somebody ended up calling you and then you were like, all right, cool. I'm glad I have someone to talk to. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you pretty much got the gist of it. That was actually like a real thing that happened. And I wrote it the night that happened. Was you? Yes. So that actually, I wrote that the night that actually happened. So that's why I didn't mix it was because I did that all that night and I never touched it again. Cause I'm like, this is too like, you can feel like the energy in the song, like when you're listening to it, like it's a, a raw, like legitimate feeling that you can feel when you're hearing it. And uh, basically, yeah, that's exactly what happened was like, I was about to take my life. And then I was literally like 18 seconds away, like not age, but I was like right about to. And then my best friend from high school called me and I was like, thank you. Like you just saved my life basically. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, well, I'm glad you're, uh, I'm glad that you're was here. also two years ago. I made that song two years ago too. Jesus. Wow. I decided to put it out because I read a statistic that the ages from 10 to 34, the second most, like the second biggest cause of death is suicide, which was like, to me, is in, like insane to me. That's so crazy. I read that and then like gave me chills. Just like even reading that, I was like, I have to put out this song. Like if, if, if it can help someone out there, cause I've had people, cause my music is so mental health. Yeah. Based, and so like real, like I've had people tell me that I've saved their life and like my music helps them get through the day and shit like that. So I'm like, if I can like put a song out there that makes someone feel like, okay, it's not totally out of the, that your favorite artist, like, has gone through that too then it's okay you know what i'm trying to say like it's okay to be sad but it's just like not okay to fucking give up you know like so that's like my whole thing with that song yeah yeah absolutely man it's a deep song bro yeah and i think a lot of your lyrics touch on like a lot of deep stuff oh just fucking throwing the mic down i think a lot of your lyrics in a lot of your other songs too like whoever's listening to this right now like you should definitely check out like a lot of the tunes like it's um like a lot of deep stuff, dude. And like, I love your delivery. One of the things that's really noticed about you as an artist is like, you know, you know, you know, someone could get in the, in, in the booth and they're like, you know, mm, I'm chilling in my house, man. You know what I'm about to be like, I'm chilling in my house. You know what I mean? Yours is like yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very yeah. confidently delivered. That's something that kind of sets you apart. Um, so I'm giving you props there, but, but like kind of, I kind of want to go back to that because like, it's like, uh, I think it, there's a mark that we could almost miss in having this conversation. And Mark is that I want to touch on that. It is important for somebody that has a platform, like regardless of what you think of yourself and what I think of ourselves, because we want so much more for ourselves and we want to have millions of streams on every song. We want million listeners every single day. There's still, you know, a couple hundred to a thousand. I don't know what your stats are, you know, that are listening every single day. And I know yours are in the thousands every day. So like, these are human beings who are going, I'm going to work today. Today might suck. I'm a thorn Apollo. Cool. Bang. Every day, like you become a part of these people's routines. And I think it's important to, you know, as artists and as, you know, platform holders to share a message that is like, Hey, I'm not, you know, cause there are a lot of messages that are just like, Oh, this guy is the coolest. He's a mystique figure. That is cool. But like when you listen to someone like you, it's like people can only, it's like, like when we hopped on, bro, the first thing I said, I was like, I already feel like I know you. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah. So you're, you, you, what, I love that. 
Yeah. So it's like your, your fans, the reason why you'll do better um, than somebody who's just a market artist is because your fans actually like are your friends and they like care about what you have to fucking say. And they like want to know about Apollo and they like, I feel like they are Apollo at points, you know? That's what I want though. I want, I want it to feel less. I don't like the, I don't like, not that I don't like saying fans cause I do say it, but like they're more just like, like you said, support, like supporters are, are more what they are like. Yeah. I want you to feel like you know me without knowing me. I don't like, like, I like the mystique. Like my favorite artists are like, like example, Frank Ocean. You never fucking hear about him. Right. But you know about him because of what he's saying in his music. NF, another good example. Like you don't ever hear about him ever, but you feel like you know him because he's so fucking just real in his music. So that's what I want. I want you to feel like you know me without us actually having to speak. And not, not that I don't want to speak or whatever, but just like you just knowing me through the music, you know? That's what I, that's what I want people to get from it. Yeah. Great, 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 great take on it. Um, I guess, so, you know, knowing that, you know, kind of a deep subject, like I want to, you know, jump out of it. Like, how you doing now? How's your oh. mental health now? And how are you feeling? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm great now. Um, like I said, that was, that song came out two years or not came out, came out, but I made that song two years ago when I was like, I was with this person that I thought I was going to marry, mm-hmm. um, like the love of my life type person. And, uh, I was already going through so much and then I like completely my upbringing is like the shit that I've seen in my upbringing is like horrific. So I finally opened up and then she almost like threw it in my face. Mm-hmm. So that to me fucked me up. Cause I was like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like I just yeah. com- completely opened up to, to you and what I said or whatever. And uh, she like threw it in my face. So that fucked me up. And then all this, all the things from when I was a kid, I just kind of like went numb when I was younger. And then, then I just started thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, thinking about it. And uh, I finally like realized, damn, like the things that happened from when I was 14 to 18 years old are like really affecting me right now. And I'm like 20. I'm like, this is kind of fucked up that I never even thought about it. And um, yeah. So I just like all resurfaced at this very moment. And I was like, I can't take this. And, And that's when, that happened but yeah since then i like went to therapy and uh i'm great now like i think everyone should go to therapy i think um therapy is good for you if 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 you're going to be open you know what i'm saying not to just go through a therapist but like be really open with your therapist and um yeah i'm good now dude like i felt the best in the last like i have anxiety really bad do you deal with anxiety at all you know, it's crazy. I, I used to deal with it a lot and then I was um, chilling. And then as of like, like the last, like I'm good now, but the last like couple of months, like, like two months, like last couple of months, not like this last month, I was like waking up with like panic attacks. And um, yeah. I think we talked about like over a tweet one time, yeah. but, we, oh, we yeah, yeah, yeah. It. but it, it like never happened to me like that. And like, bro, I was just like, like, I'm like a very, like, I'm I, like, I don't know. Like I'm a, I'm a very fucking easy going person. Like type B, like yeah. I'm fucking yeah. chilling dude. And like, I was wake up in the middle of the night and couldn't breathe, bro. And it was crazy. Nothing. I felt like I could control. And there weren't like thoughts that I was like, ha- I was anxious thoughts. It was like, I would just like wake up and my heart would be pounding and I can't fucking breathe. And like, I couldn't get it together. Like it was for weeks straight. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? You mm-hmm. know? And I, and I don't know, but I mean, yeah, do you, I mean, you, you, you deal with... I, 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 I haven't had anxiety in months, though. But my, my, my anxiety is super bad because mine just turned... I don't have really anxiety. Mine just goes straight to panic attack. So the last two summers, like, 
not this summer, but the last summer, I was going through like an existential crisis. I'm, I'm 21, so I'm like thinking about the world a lot. So I'm like, this is fucked up. Like, yeah, one day I'm gonna have to die, bro. Like, this is fucked up. So I was like going through that, and I was like, fuck, this is like. So I started having panic attacks every day, and when I wasn't having a panic attack, then I was having anxiety because I'm waiting for the next panic attack to happen. Jesus. So, and then this summer, I was having this thing called it's like derealization or like uh, that's what i grew up with yeah so you're like whoa i'm alive right now i'm like i'm like whoa like i'm really here like this is crazy i feel like i'm like looking at myself third person almost yeah. and so i was having that happen and it was scaring me so then i was having panic attacks like i remember it happened really bad when i was in la because i'm like oh i'm in like across the world right now like this is fucking what like you, you know what i'm saying uh, yeah. so it it bugged me out and and then i was having super bad anxiety like i could feel my heartbeat from my fucking head to my toes like it was yeah. it was sin. and then um and then i was just like the person and this was how helps me is the person that's telling you this shit is you so that helps me because i'm like i'm the person telling my shit this because anxiety is just like things that are happening mentally happen physically so you're, what is going on in your head is making you feel physically ill. Hmm. So me telling myself, like, I'm the one telling myself this. And I also have, like, breathing techniques that I do now. But, yeah, like, I've, I've been fine, which is, it, like, weirds me out almost. Because I'm like, I've gone way too long without having anxiety. Like, I almost forget what it feels like. Not that I want it to happen, but I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like it's been so long. I'm like, what is it going to happen again? But, yeah, it's, uh, I've been good, bro. It's, it's, it just takes a long time. And, and I, I actually just started going to therapy again, like, two months ago. Nice. So, um, yeah, so it helps a lot, bro. Good. I'm happy to hear that, you know, it's getting, it's getting better for you. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I can relate to you as well. I grew up, the first type of anxiety that I had was derealization and I didn't know it was a thing until I started Googling. Like I remember Googling, I feel like I'm not real. <laughs> and like, shit yeah. like that. Like I was talking about like, at like 15 years old, 14 years old. Yeah, um, so, but I mean, my shit got better because like I, it's almost pretty, it's like kind of in the realm of what you're talking about. I had like a, like I, I had like a bad like dirt bike accident, you know, and I've seen like a lot of, you know, like people get hurt on dirt bikes and shit. And my biggest fear was like getting paralyzed because I've seen my kids break their backs and like get paralyzed and shit. And I was like, damn, that just sounds terrible. Um, and then I started to have this outlook after my accident where I was like flip side of it. I was like, you know what? Like I'm like, I, I could have died. I'm going to die. So like, what am I bugging about? Because like it, like regardless, like, if I like, I freak out all the time because the death thing got me too. And I was like, oh man, like, like I could die. I'm, I'm going to die. And it's like, yeah. it's like the one fuck, it's like as simple as this. It's like, yeah, like that's the one thing you can count on. So, like, what are you even stressing about? You don't even have control over that. So, like, control what you that's can. Nice. You know? Yeah, 100%. And that I just, that uh, uh, sorry, not to say that. I was just going to say, not to like get preacher or whatever, but I also grew up being an atheist. And so lately I've been more like, getting in tune with my, I'm a very spiritual person now. Yeah. So not like a, like turn the lights off and get the whatever, but like, I'm just <laughs> a spiritual person. And so like, I'm comfortable with the idea of it now. It doesn't like, that was my biggest fear was death like and God. then getting to where I want to be and not being happy. Those are like my two biggest fears in life. I so yeah. So now I don't really fear death anymore. Cause it's like one of two things are going to happen. I'm going to go somewhere. Or it's just like what it was before I was here. So it doesn't really scare me at all. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I completely agree. It's funny because like 
I'm I'm like I'm a very very big skeptical person, and I grew up going to like Catholic school. But my 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 so way I was, yeah, you did too. And I was raised like I could I could fucking go deep into this shit. But like I was raised like my parents are very like laid back, like weren't really raised with religion. Like I'm talking about like I had I had no rules in my household where, where I grew up. And so all right, cool. And I. uh but when I went to Catholic school, I was like, okay, like God's real. Like, bang, we're supposed to follow like religion. I get it. Boom, boom, boom. And as I got older and I got smarter, I started questioning everything. And then I was like, uh, God's probably not real. And then I lived like a lot of my life. It's like, God's not real. Cool. Yeah. Jesus is just a guy who like died. That whole shebang. Like yeah. that's the route I roll. And now I'm 25 years old and I could say, I still don't fucking know. And I'm here like, I'm a very big skeptical person of literally, I didn't yeah. know. You, you could tell me like, oh, like this is a fucking coffee cup. And I'll be like, well, like, are you sure? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, That's for real. It's uh, it's definitely a thing that you have to. I've almost died multiple times. So Jesus, one time when I was like that one time, that's that was my most spiritual awakening, like that song. And then um, I had this time where listen to this crazy story. I was eighteen. Yeah, I think I was eighteen, and I uh, was a delivery driver for Hungry Howies. And do you have Hungry Howies over there? I do not know like pizza. And, um, anyways, I was delivering and I like, dude, where's my phone? So I was driving and I fishtailed, like I was fishtailing. I stepped on the brakes. My car went twice, like roll, like fucking rolled. Boom. Land on the back, head hit my windshield. Wow. Passed out. My mom heard me screaming from the base. She was the only person at our house. Heard me screaming from the basement for help. And she called me. She's like, are you okay? Blah, 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 blah. After I had just got an accident, I woke up to her phone call. So that was like one of the things I'm like, that's fucked up. So ever since then, I've just been like, yo, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Wow. My man, yeah. you, uh, you lived a lot of life in 22 years. I know that's why that's how I feel though, and that's why I I I appreciate that I I feel like I have so much to say, and that's kind of like why I like making music is because I have a platform. I'm a listener. I don't really like talking that much. Um, I like to listen. I'm a, I'm interested. Like I will. That's why I listen to podcasts. I just love yeah. listening to talk. When I'm like doing shit, I literally like watch Everyday Struggle or yep. or uh, all these different places, and I'm just like I just like hearing people's opinions. And shit like that. So I'm more of a listener, but it gives me an opportunity to talk. So that's why I like making music. Well, those who say the least usually have the most to say. So, uh, so it's pretty interesting how that works out on your end. Um, no, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you came on. The, you're on the podcast because you do have a lot to say. And you're a great, you know, you're a great guest. So, like, pumped. You should start talking more. <laughs> I, I uh, what's it called? I wanted to start a podcast, but. Dude, I feel like there's so much fucking work that goes into it. That's like, <laughs> like, I just want to talk, bro. Like, I just want to like share my, exp- like I said, I feel like I have a unique because I've came from two different backgrounds. Yeah. Give a on something. Um, so I would like to, but it, dude, there's the video aspect, the, the audio to putting it on all these different places, like yeah. being, and I've learned this from being independent, like a hundred percent now, like, dude, it's, I give everyone so much credit because when I was signing spectators, I would, I mixed, mastered, and everything and wrote the song, but like I would submit it to them and they would just do everything and then I just post the link. I'm like, dude, I really, to, I have to make the artwork now and I have to submit that shit and I have to distribute it. Like, 
what the fuck? I'm like, mm-hmm. this is and fill all the links in and shit. I'm like, this is so much hard, hard more hard work than I um, thought. So wow, yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. Well, that's a uh, yeah, that's definitely the lifestyle I'm living. Like I like. Yeah. And like I was doing, a, it's rewarding though. Yeah, it's it's hella rewarding. Like, like for instance, like you know, today, early, like I'm dropping a song this Friday, and like I had to like make the U- the art for the YouTube, the dimensions for the YouTube, different from the SoundCloud cover art, yeah. and it's like uploading that, and then like also like I'm doing the pod with you, so like I'm gonna have to edit this up later and make a thumbnail for it, and then like there's just like there's a lot of things that go into it that people don't don't know, especially oh, if you have like yeah. the spectators kind of running that shit for you, which is like definitely something that might be missed, you know? Yeah, dude, I I, I just remember putting my first single out and I'm like, I have to do this every time, dog. This is <laughs> like, what the fuck? But yeah, I like it more. It's definitely more rewarding. Like when I put out a song, I've been trying to produce too. Um, I actually produced two songs off my last album, but I awesome. think it's like, you like Russ? Yeah, of course. I appreciate it. Like I, I love that he does everything. Cause it's just like, and I like how cocky is about it because it is a lot of work, bro. Yeah. And and I liked his take on like when you listen to a song and you're like, damn, like even if like I submit to like somewhere and they're like the mix or like the song is blah, blah, blah not feeling or whatever, but the mixing is great. The fact that the, that they liked the vocals and that the mixing was great, that yeah. like, that's a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, like when someone make the beat, you're like, the kick is cool because I made it. The mix is cool because I did that. The vocals are cool. Cause I, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, Oh, I like the artwork. I fucking did the artwork. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's dope. Yeah, absolutely. Like I remember like when I had like, I'll get like a, if I get like a song placed somewhere and then like, it's a song that I mixed and mastered and like Adrian didn't, I'm like, Oh, I feel validated because my shit's cool too. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you get you get lost in the sauce. It's almost like imposter syndrome when you're like, I'm like, oh, like where are the wise doing so well? Then I'm like, I just recorded and wrote it. Like I didn't do the mix, I didn't do the beat. So I'm like, am I whack? And are they dope? Dude, I just learned about that from Hush. And he's like, Do you ever feel like you get imposter syndrome? I was like, What the what what is that? I'm like, dude, I have that all the fucking time. Because I feel like I deserve not that I deserve less, less but like I feel like I didn't do as much as everyone. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, oh yeah, I fall a uh, um, victim to that a lot. I, I really made it. It's different when you like. Have you done like a? Oh, you've done a lot. You've done a lot of shows and shit. Have you done like shows yet with like, uh, like your actual fans there and shit though? Yeah, yeah. That like I used to get that like a lot. And like now that like I'm a little bigger now, I remember like I just did like like my fans are like kind of like. You know, I call them like it's the MIH fam. Like we have our own group chats and shit. And like, there's like hundreds of people in there and like, they're like talking, you see it like online. But then when you do it like face-to-face show, like I did one in New Hampshire and there was like, well, like 200 people there or whatever. And then like, you know, I see like make it happen tattoos and like Matt Corman tattoos on like some yeah. ankles. And they're like, they're, like, oh my God, like you, I listen to you every day. Tattoos but are crazy. When, when you, when you see the fans get the tattoos they're they're nuts. Cause it's, it's like, I remember I sent my mom the first one and she's like, that's going to be on that person's body forever. And I'm like, yes, that's insane. Yeah. I remember crying. I remember shouts to Kaylin sky. I, um, yeah, she, she's fucking shit. Like her and Gabby, these two specifically have been like supporting me forever. And like, she got made dreams reality on her. And I used to go by MDR and stood for made dreams reality. And when she got yeah. that, like I cried. Cause I was like, I, I, my body actually wasn't ready to receive that information of like, wait, I'm being like, people actually give a fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah, two, not to cut you off, but two two shows in particular. When I was 18, I did a show, no, 19. And I did a show by myself and this kid came up to me and he was like shaking. And I'm like, why are you so nervous? Like, I'm, dude, I'm just 
chilling, bro. Like he was so nervous to meet me because he I had a song called 32 Degrees. Yeah. And that was like the first time I had ever like talked about like the way I grew up. And mm. he's like, dude, I relate to that so fucking heavy. Like it's almost like you're speaking about my life. And then the second time was I had a show, a couple, it was not, it was the second spectator show I did where I was actually a part of the spectators. And that was the first time I ever had a meet and greet. And I had this fucking huge line, like line of meet and greets. And I'm like, these people just want to fucking meet me. And they, they, like, it's like, I'm like, so like appreciative. I'm like, why do you like, I'm such like, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm yep. I was like, damn, this is fucking crazy. And um, yeah, it was the same people coming up and just being like, dude, like tell me what their music means to or my music means to them. And I, it's just crazy feeling. Yeah. There's nothing like meeting your fans. It's, it's insane. Nothing like it. Yeah. yeah it's it's a good feeling. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear um, me? Yeah. My fucking headphones were out for a second, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's no better feeling. Um, interesting enough, no people don't know this really. I mean, we announced it once, but like me and you were actually gonna do a little a little run together for a little bit. We were. Yeah, me, you and Pac. I'm so fucked up to that. Yeah. Because I was gonna be my first tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dude, and like I feel you, bro. Like it's like it's it the whole touring thing, it's hella annoying because like I feel like I'm at this place now where it's like I know I have like I have way more people that are going to be in the audience than they were like last year. than like even the year before. So I'm like, bro, it's just fucking whack. Like if I was torn right now, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yo, I'd be selling tickets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's just like kind of a burden, but it is what it is, I guess. You know, I want dude, I wanted to tour so bad. I was so excited. Plus dude, I had not, okay. So I didn't really venture off or vacation or anything until I was like, 18. Mm. So I still haven't seen a lot of the country. So all literally every single place on tour, except for Tennessee, I have never been to. So I was like, so excited to like see all these of different course. places. Of course. And fans were like, were like, Oh, I can't wait to meet you here. I'm like, this is going to be so fucking dope. Yeah. And then I, dude, I remember with the coronavirus, bro, <laughs> me and Pac had a conversation at the office and we're like, I'm like, dude, it's about to blow over in two weeks, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even gonna be that big of a deal. And then our our homie was like, which is his best friend, was like, dude, it's not gonna be that big of a deal. We can still tour or whatever. Dude, like the next day, everything shut down. And we're like, yep, okay, well, it's over. Yeah. It's so I, it was just crazy. I thought it was gonna be two weeks. I was literally like convincing Pac. I was like, bro, it's not that big of a deal, dude. Like, yeah. whatever. And it ends up being this fucking year long thing. And I'm like, damn, yeah, you made the right decision, bro. Cause he didn't tell anyone. I mean, he told us, but he, I was like, dude, make whatever decision you'd like to make. But like, I think we should still do it. And then he just kind of announced it. I'm like, all right, bro, let's do it. Let's whatever. Yeah, it's fucking, it's a, it's a bummer, dude. I remember I was like, as was happening, like two days before that, I was talking with like Packy because I was, I had this guy who was like trying to do a billboard in New York City or some shit. And he was like hitting me up about it. And I like ran it by Packy because I was going to like, my idea was, I was like, I was like, yo, like, it'd be cool if we had, you know, I guess he had to be there tour like on an NYC billboard yeah. in Times Square. And like, I was like pretty on board with it because like, and I was like, you know, I, I like made an artwork for the th- for the band for the thing, and then like I was running by Pat because I was like, bro, like it'd be cool, like it'd be cool for social media, it'd be cool for many different reasons. Be like, yo, like, my tour is on, blah, blah, like it would look cool for you. And like he was like, yo, like let me think about it, whatever. And then I was like, cool. And then uh, I, you know, obviously shit didn't fucking happen, but like yeah. it is um, that badass, bro. And I, I yeah, and I, I think it was at the point where like it was like it, like I forget how much money it was gonna cost, but I was also like, was I was like crazy. Uh, it was like it was, I think it was like 2000 for like getting like a couple different billboards but I was gonna almost so I didn't tell Packy this but I was gonna like almost surprise you guys because 
out of like love, like I didn't know Packy, right? He actually said that you introduced me to him, right? I did. Yeah. So I'm like a very like open dude. And like I'm from Boston. Like the East Coast mentality is very like real. And yeah, artists yeah. don't usually like fuck with other artists. I'd be like, yo, like just hop, you, if you want to hop on this tour, like hop on. That doesn't really happen that often without yeah, like yeah. some sort of like money play or some shit's going down. And Pack was just like, yo, like, yeah. And it's like, cool. And he was like, even like offering like a like split tickets and shit like that. And like, so I can make some money. And I was like, damn, this dude's legit. So I, I remember I ran it by pack and then he was like, yeah, like I'm thinking about it. Like he, he was just going to get back to me. And I remember making the decision in my head because I submitted artwork to the guy and I was just going to surprise you guys with the billboard in like, Times uh, Square to, be like to be like, yo, cause like I, I thought it was gonna be something dead, but then it's like, we go to New York and then I'll be like, yo, like I wanted to make it a thing. Like, yo, like let's go down there. And I'll be like, yo, like I got the billboard for us. You know what I'm saying? That- Hard. That would have been so fucking yeah. fire, dog. Because like you got, it would have been fire because like you guys would have like you know just you know tour exactly. around the country and then you'd have been like, yeah. oh like this kid still came through and made the bill and like now we got a billboard in New York City, yeah. you know? Oh, that would have been fucking crazy. Yeah, I should yeah. never. I've never told anybody that because like obviously it never fucking happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that would have been crazy. Damn, bro. That's hopefully, bro. I'm hoping I could still we could still go on a tour um, when everything's done. I dude, it's just. You never know, like when this shit's gonna end. You know what I'm saying? Because some people are saying fall 2022, and I'm like, fall 20, bro. Like the reason why, like, the, like a very, 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 very cool part about being an artist is performing. Like, you know, I didn't start making music to go be. Yeah, like I, I didn't make, I didn't make my first song and think like, yeah, I hope like this gets streamed on the internet a bunch of times and like I never get to rap this. Like you're like, you want to be at the concert. Yeah, and it's crazy when. I remember the first time I have a video of it. People knew my lyrics to my song and I didn't even have to sing the words. And I'm like, fire. This, I literally cry, bro. I was like, this is insane, bro. Like that people know my lyrics and they're like, it's, it was dope, bro. That's yeah. Fire. I miss performing, bro. It's a good time. I've, I've been performing since I was fucking 16, dude. My first show, bro, though, my first show I ever did, I got fucking robbed at, bro, and jumped. Like, I, oh, what the fuck's good with your, when what's going when on, I was, bro? When, when I was 16, and the thing with this was, I was 16, these people I looked out, looked up to in the city, I was like, oh, I'm so excited, like, I'm big fans of these people, blah, blah, blah. They're like 22, 23, 24. Dude, I'm 16 years old, and they sold no tickets. I sold over 100 tickets, mm. and they were like, all right, where's our money? Bro, I'm not paying you shit, dude. You didn't sell any. I sold all the tickets. What am I going to give you money for when you didn't sell a single ticket? What is so, my own headliner? Yeah, 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 yeah. At my headliner. And and so... Oh, wait. This was your own headliner? I headlined my first show. Wait, you headlined the first time you ever performed? You were headlining? Every headlining? time I performed, I headlined it. Yeah. And so I had these people opening up for me and I'm, I'm like... I'm the headliner. I fucking sold... All, and I had no... You know, I... I didn't know anything about it at the time, but I'm like, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me that if I sell all the tickets, I'm still supposed to pay you when you didn't, you didn't sell anything. You know what I'm saying? You're not bringing any money to the table at all. Yeah. You're not, you're not really this big popular person. Like the whole thing, the whole thing about doing shows when you're that under underground is for your friends to listen to his, their friends to get your friends to listen to each other. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So I'm like, what's the of this if you're not bringing anyone? So I'm just paying for you, your presence to be here when whatever. So they're like, they're like, let's have a conversation. So we have a conversation on the patio and they fucking were like, you're going to give us $300 each. And so I had to fucking give them $300. How many each were each there? Each. Uh, three people. I mean, these kids are fucking 22, 23 and they're robbing a season. 
Yeah, sixteen year old. Yeah, I you wouldn't fuck. Off to is one of them went off to be great friends with guess who? Full mm. fucking Bennett. Whoa. And I when I see his when I see Cole Bennett post about him, it like makes me fucking sick, dude. Dude, it wow. makes me sick, bro. That's mad annoying. Cole Bennett's a gatekeeper now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's fucking. Annoying. I would love to do a video with him. He probably the guy probably doesn't even remember me. It was probably just like a, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like he probably doesn't remember that happening. He was just like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah, yeah. It was a crazy time. But ever since then, then they put me on all these crazy shows because the guy was like, I was 16, so the guy like kind of felt bad. I'm like a young kid, and I'm like my first show I ever did with him. I'm getting jumped. So he Damn. put me on like a ton of ton of crazy shows, and that's when I like opened up for Rich the Kid and uh-huh. and. Uh, all these other people or whatever, but yeah, it was, it was insane, dude. I've done like 60 shows. Damn. You performed a lot. Yeah. I mean, I performed a lot too. I might be in there. I might be in the sixties too. I might, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe less though. That's a lot. I did. No, it's a ton of shows, bro. I was doing multiple shows a month though. Wow. Like there was one year when I was 18 where I would do like three or four shows a month, bro. One time someone said, I was so pissed about it because people compare me to Logic all the time. And next up, Logic. What? Bro, when I tell you my level of anger, bro, it was all the way up here, bro. I was so pissed. I'm like, are you joking me right now? That's insane. But, yeah, I, I, but he was like, I, I met Paul a little bit because we had just had a conversation about how like, oh, you sound like Logic and blah, blah, blah. So I was so pissed though. Yeah, dude, I've had a lot of shows, bro. And I've had a lot of bad shows and I've had a lot of good shows. Shows are just like, it's a repetition thing. It's, um, some people are just natural at it. I wasn't natural at it. I, my first couple shows, I was just like standing around like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Shows are an art form. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've done the, I've done the awkward ones. Do you live with anybody else? No. Okay. I just live by myself, dude. I I was gonna live with someone. I was one of my best friends. I was gonna move with him, and um, I was gonna actually move to Detroit. But I was like, I I like the area up here too much, like mm-hmm. bunch of reasons. One, I like I said, the music I make up here. I just I start finding my sound in Lansing, so I don't want to leave because I'm just like I love the continuation of finding my sound because I'm starting to make like this pop punk shit. Mm. But at the same time, it it gives me that feeling of like I remember making the fucking the rapidy rap shit. So it's just like a, I get so much inspiration from being here. Yeah. Um, so I want to stay here. And two, I don't want to live with someone. And then my schedule's so fucked up. I go to bed at eight in the morning, like almost every day. And oh, I wake wow. up and I wake up at like you know eleven, you know noon. And so I you don't, don't sleep wanna, a lot. <laughs> No, dude, when I was making my last album, I don't want to go outside, bro. Uh, I don't know if you smoke or not, but I would do this. I would go to bed at seven in the morning and I would wake up at 10 a.m. Wow. And I'll get three hours of sleep every single night. I'd wake up. I would buy a Red Bull, a pack of Jewel Pods, and then I would buy... um, and, I, and then I had this pen that would smoke weed. So I was... And then at 11 o'clock, they used to air... um. Uh, everyday struggle. So by eleven, I would watch the everyday struggle. This is my everyday, and I would hit the weed, drink the Red Bull, vape. Hit the weed, drink the Red Bull, vape. And so I, like, that's how I was staying afloat was the weed and the Red Bull and and the vape. And I wasn't really eating that much. And so 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never gotten that much sleep. I, I've just kind of like nocturnal kind of. God, uh, bro, that just sounds like you know such an unhealthy lifestyle. Oh, an insanely unhealthy. Well, that's what happened. Was you know what palp? Uh, I think how palpitations are. Yeah. Feel your heart. That so I quit right when I dropped my album. I quit doing that. So I quit smoking weed. I quit. Uh, I still vape, obviously, but I stopped drinking the Red Bulls. I also have a heart condition called. Um, uh, a heart murmur. It's not like a crazy condition, yeah. but it's still like your beat, your heart beats are regular or whatever. So when I quit, I quit and I start sleeping more. So I like fucked up my body. Cause for like six, seven months, I was doing this every single day. And then when I got, when I like stopped doing it, my heart was like, Whoa, this isn't weird. So I just start pumping, 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 pumping. Oh, uh, for the lack of, it was probably trying and, to meet where it was. So, so then that's when I started having palpitations like every day. And that's when the panic attacks start happening was because my body was like, yo, this isn't, what are you doing? You're not doing your regular routine. So yeah, I live a way healthier lifestyle now, but um, I just vape now. I don't smoke weed. I don't really drink. So I just kind of like stick to the, to the vape. I have, these things are crucial when you're making music, bro. Nice. Everybody yeah. has a, everybody has a little thing. I, um, I mean, I say that, but I mean, I really don't, I mean, I drink coffee, but I have like a coffee every day. I, um, I'm like pretty, I, it, uh, that's that that sounds wild to me though. Like I need like to get like I, I get to bed at like one in the morning. Like I wake up at like nine AM every day. Yeah. And, so you like, get eight hours. Yeah, yeah, but like if I actually fucking sleep, I need melatonin to be able to sleep or else I just can't fall asleep. I just started taking melatonin because I'm trying I'm I've been in the process of like changing my sleep schedule because I'd like to go to bed at one or dude, if I could go to bed at, I haven't gone to bed before midnight since I graduated high school. Wow. So it's I dude, I love that. So I'm trying to change it right now. Um dude, the mornings are I, good too. I mean, like they like, are. I feel like I get so much done. You do, man. You get like a and I'm also we have we have way different lives, right? Like I mean, I went to college and I, like when I graduated college, I was working a job. I'd you know be up at, at in the office at 5 30 in the morning. So like my body got conditioned to that type of stuff. But you've never had to like it sounds like you haven't had to wake up like at those times, right? No, I've had like I've had six jobs in my life. Mm. I was a farmer. Um, a farmer? From, yeah, from, from some, thir- some Midwest shit. Yeah, from 13 to like 15. And then uh, I worked at, no, 13 to 16. And then I was a, worked at Burger King. And then I worked at um, Big Boy, which is like a Elias Brothers, or it's like a breakfast place over here. Mm-hmm. And then I worked at um, Subway and uh, Hungry Howie's and this place called District 5, which was like this jumping place. And then after that, I haven't had another job since then. So I just like have been making music my job for a couple of years. It's not like making music, like living off streams, but I've been like engineering um, yeah. for years. That's how I've been like living. Yeah. So I haven't had a regular schedule since I was 19. Is there ever a part of you that um, wants to, like, is there any part of you that thinks like, hey, like, I'm going to like outsource and like do like another job or like maybe in like, a, yeah. like, like, how do you, like, how do you feel? I do. I do do that sometimes. Like if, if I want to get something like I'll, but I don't, not an actual job. It's um like door dashing. So like I do that on the side sometimes about, I do that on the side sometimes when I like want to save up for something. Like before I moved in here, I door dashed a fuck ton. Cause I was like, I want to get furniture and like have nice shit in my apartment. It's expensive. Yeah. So yeah, like I don't want a regular job though. Never. I, I would rather just, just DoorDash or do something like that. Like that. 
I can make my own time because I don't fuck people for one. I like being by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love my, like I just call it, like I love my best friends, but like, um, I like being by myself. I don't like following someone else's rhetoric. I don't like following, like doing things people want me to do. I don't take being told what to do very well. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'd rather something I can make my own time. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, damn, it would be so much easier if I just had a job I had to wake up to and go like, which is fucked up. But like, I mean, not fucked up for me, but for, for me, I'm like, I don't want to be doing that. But at the same time, like, it'd be nice to have a schedule, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could just like, you could create your own then too. Like I have my own schedule here, you know, that I, that like I do every, every day. But I mean, like, it sounds like, I mean, like, are you happy in your situation? I, I, it could be better. You know what I'm saying? It could always be better, but of course. Uh, I'm happy with it. Yeah. I like my schedule. I like my routine. Good. So I don't want to give up my routine for that. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, it's your life, right? Like, it, like yeah. one of the wackiest things about the world is that uh, for some reason in every category, there's like a certain standard of how you're supposed to live life, you know, like yeah. in, in everything, like how you're supposed to be an artist, even like you're supposed to release this time. There's a three month rollout or like, just like anything in general, there's always this fucking criteria to it. But like, how like it is like if it's makes you happy like whatever exactly that, well that's the whole thing is um my therapist told me this and it stuck with me because i always remember thinking when i was younger i was like my mom has it figured out because i grew up with my mom so i was like my mom has it all figured out even when she didn't i was like she has life figured out and then the older i'm getting i'm like damn no one really has this shit figured out but you think <laughs> everyone does when you're growing up so there's no fucking rules to life you know what i'm saying like do whatever makes you happy. That's my whole thing is I think everyone deserves to be happy. So whatever makes them happy, you need to be doing, you know? Absolutely, man. Yeah, Ab absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, like, I'm happy to hear that. That's like, those are, those are perfect answers because like, I don't know. I know a lot of artists that are like, sure. Like they're like doing this thing full time. And until you're, cause we both know it's like, until you're getting a certain amount of streams, like those distro kid tracks or whoever the hell you use, like, when you're at like a hundred, like a hundred, I don't even know like when it, like when I remember like when it changed over for me, but like, you know, it could be like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars a month, even if you have like a good couple, like good amount of streams going on. Well, and, the thing, sorry not to cut you off, but the thing, no, for no. Me, the thing for me is I was signed before I, um, what's it called? So the, the songs before that, they take a large percentage of. So I'm only making a hundred percent of my money on all my new releases since, since May on. Mm. So with the amount of streams, I might be able to live by myself or, or not live by myself, but like live straight off my streams. And I probably couldn't even live straight off my streams yet, but um, it would be closer. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But everyone's situation is different. You know, I, I think it's probably closer to, I mean, when was it you for you? Like, when did you were like, Oh, I can live off. Yeah. So my, so I, I'm an interesting person though. Cause like, it's a little different, right? So like I went, I, like when I guess I've reached my threshold of like, Oh, I can theoretically like live off of this. I can pay my rent, my bills. Cause like, you know, I don't, I don't have any like daddy money either. Like I don't have a fucking, you know, yeah. no, no one's helping me out. And I was working in corporate America for like a while, like out of school. And while I was at my job called K Force. I started pulling in like, you know, like $2,500 or $3,000 off my streams. And I was like, okay, I can, I can actually like live off of this. Right. Yeah. And then, so like, I, I like, and that's kind of a long backstory, but I continue to like work. And so I've basically, Do you still been, work now? what'd you say? 
You still work now? No, I do. No, this is this is full time. And but like, I I created the other thing, like the growth guide as well. And like, I hit like a point, but like, I'm I live like I like to live a certain way. Like, I like to have like X amount of dollars in my head per month. Is like it's it's like. I'm, I don't want to be a starving artist by any means. Like some people are okay with it, but I need to make like a certain amount of money every month for me to be like, yeah, I can do that full time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like I will work another job if I have to, in order to get X amount of fucking dollars every month. Yeah. So like, I don't know, but like I've been, I've been there for like at that point, like with music, but like, I also want like more, like I'm, I have other ventures in like, you know, real estate and, 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 and things like that. And then like e-commerce. And so I don't know. It all depends on what you're into though. Cause like I have buddies that fucking, you know, make, th- you know, make two to $3,000 a month off their music streams and like are able to pocket like, you know, 500, 800 bucks if they're like, you know, doing a thing. But it's like, if that makes you happy, like who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know, I just need to like, I like to have, like, I like to have things a certain fucking way, you know, cause I like to like invest in shit, you know? Well, it also depends like where you live. Like absolutely where I live, Lansing is very cheap. So right. like where I live, I live downtown right downtown Lansing mm-hmm. um, on the 11th floor of, a, of you know, say in downtown. Your spot looks nice as fuck. Like I've seen, I've seen, I saw you post like that video of it. Yeah. It was, it two bedrooms. It's only like a thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Right. And like, I live in Boston, which is like fourth most, I think it might be third most expensive city. It's like San Francisco, New York city, Boston, Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure that's how yeah. it goes. So it, it's, so I need to, I need to like pull in some fucking money to be like, do you know, yeah. do my thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It doesn't take it like, yeah, it is crazy. And my, my, my dad lives in a three bedroom house, um, like with a pool and everything. And his is $800 a month. Sheesh, bro. See, that's, that's that shit where I'm like, yo, if I move to another, like, I, I like, I, I'm doing fine. But if I'm like, damn, if I moved to somewhere that was cheap, like I could live like a fucking, you know, live well. You could live well. Like, dude, like houses over here are, are way cheaper than, like I, I don't know. I, I just think it's very cheap over here to live. It's not, it's not too much to live over here. Yeah. The uh, living expense is inexpensive. That's 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 fucking fire. I'm actually thinking yeah. of going to uh, Miami uh, next year though. In like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, um, that's kind of what I'm I'm planning on my first time moving out of like Boston because. I need some sun in my life, dude. I, like I know we talked about the cloudy, the gray skies, but like I'm kind of the opposite. I need to have a little. Uh, Really? I'm, not, I'm not like a bougie person at all. Like, like you should see where I fucking grew up. But like, I like, I definitely like to live like a certain way now. You know what yeah. I mean? It's almost like when you get somewhere and you're like, I don't ever want to go back to that. That's a hundred percent how I feel. Yeah. Um, I, I relate. I, but the thing with me is I, for some reason, bro, I just, it's weird because I'm almost like, I don't like summer. Summer is like my least, my, it's literally my least favorite um, uh, season. Really? It goes, it goes fall, spring, winter, and then um, summer because I feel I almost feel like happier when it's gloomy out, which is kind of fucked up. I don't know if that says because <laughs> I, but like I just I make better music. I like I like to go. I just don't like the sun. I, I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. It just I'm a very white person. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm very pale. Yeah, so, I mean you can always take a little vacation though, and whenever you need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You the thing is, I like it. I don't know. It's 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 a weird it's a weird thing about me. I've always just like that's why I have a song on my album called Grace Guys because I just like I feel comfortable. That's when I feel the most relaxed is when it's like gloomy out. Like all my friends, my, I have a couple friends that live in Florida, and every time it rains, he calls me because he's like, "Dude, you you would love the weather right now because it's fucking." I love the rain. I'm like obsessed mm-hmm. with the rain. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know. It's yeah, it's something about it, but I Yo. just feel comfortable. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good that you had a, you know, the way, way you're at is like, it's like, it's a place for it. But, um, you know, we're being on for like an hour 30. That's fucking healthy. I should flip it on you though a little bit. You know, is there a, I definitely want to have you back on this because I feel like we could, we could chop it up for hours, which is yeah. which maybe more excited that like we were going to do a tour run together. Yeah. 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 You know, it'd be fucking dope. But, um, but yeah, like, let me, uh, let me flip it on you, man. And like, is there anything that like, you yeah, yeah. You wonder about me or any questions you kind of want to, I didn't prepare you for this at all, but like. You didn't prepare me for this at all. I'll think yeah. off the top of my head. Um, I mean, it's conversational, just like anything. Yeah. Maybe not though. For you, does it, um, where was your head at when you started doing the weekly singles? Um, yeah, I guess in terms of and like. Is it worth it to you? Uh, yeah, abs, abs, yes, absolutely. Um, okay. Put it this way. Um, if I wasn't going to the situation with this deal that I am for 2021, you'd be seeing weekly releases for Matt Corman uh, for the foreseeable future. And it, it, cause I'll tell you what, man, here's the argument week releases, right? Simple economics, supply and demand. I get it, but it all, it all comes down to like who you want to be, right? Like I want millions and millions, you know, I want, my goal right now is to get 5 million streams a month. That's like what my number is. And I'm like, Oh, like I want that, which is like a hard goal to fucking obtain. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not sure. close to that, but um, what I think of is like how I grow, like how I grow was from doing. So why am I not like, why am I holding on? Like I used to think my head was out. I was like, why am I holding on to records and being like promoting it? Like, like being like, Oh, this is coming in two weeks. Oh, this is coming in three weeks. Like I'm dropping this in three weeks. Like be ready. It's like, bro, like I'm talking to fucking 10,000 people. Like, yeah. I, like why do like, who gives a fuck? Like, I, do I want to talk to 10 million or 10,000? So it's like, I just want to release as much content as I possibly could. Cause I was in a, I want to grow. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not satisfied. And like, that's how I view it all the time. I see a lot of artists fall victim to this thing where like, and like, I, I can speak from this just because I'm like, I'm now coaching artists and like talking to different people. It's like, they fall on a thing where like, yo, like, you know, I want to let this simmer for a little bit. And I'm like, fuck to who? It got 50,000 streams. Like yeah. that may be cool, but like what, sim, you, do you want 500,000? You want 50? Like who's simmering? Yeah. Like they heard it. You know what I mean? It, 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 it takes two minutes and 30 seconds to play it. Like, what do you want? You know, they're, they're waiting for the next one, whether you like it or not. That's how I think of it. Yeah. It just comes down to whether or not you can push out that quality content at that rate though, because I know I can, some artists can't, and I knew I could. So I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, sorry, you just, you just, no, I was just saying, do you see growth out of it? Do you, have you been seeing a lot of growth from? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So let me actually, I'll pull up my little um, Spotify thing and look at it right now. Um, you would. Interesting here. And um, audience streams. Cool. So I started in, so August is when I started. Oh uh, no, what was it fucking, it was May. You can actually see it in my chart from May. So May I was doing like the beginning of May, I was doing like 22,000, 19,000 streams or whatever. I should actually just fucking you can put it on screen with you. Yeah, you can. Let's just okay. share. Oh, what do you know? Share screen. Um, this that one Logic Pro, Google Chrome, share Google Chrome, open system preferences. Okay. Hang on. It's fucking running me through things. Why am I opening this? Oh, here we go. Privacy. Allow. Will not be able to record content on your screen until it's quit. Fuck. All right. I can't do it. Oh, it's all good, bro. I gotta quit the recording, but um, I can just fucking tell you then. Um, basically, what was that? What is that? I don't believe you. 
Yeah, right. It was at a, it was a, so May was doing like 19,000, 18,000. I do everything by like uh, your Tuesday streams because it's kind of almost like one of your like lull days because uh, there's not really much going on. Like, you know how you yeah. have you seen like the algorithm is like Sundays are low. Yeah. So like I was in like 18,000, 19,000. And then as it went up, like September, like 28,000 was like a high 25. Now I sit around 20. You guys should probably look it up on your thing too. If you just type in Matt Corman, you can yeah. say like, it's like 24 to 26. And then I play and now I play in like 25 to like 30 now. And like, oh, a so day? Like, yeah. And so it went up from fucking like, in, it's like, okay, like that's definitely from the weekly releases. And also the songs, Yeah, nothing got less streams because I released more. Yeah, you know, that's like, that's real. Yeah, because I sit, I sit around like twelve thousand to fourteen, fifteen thousand every day. So yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's yeah, that's a lot, bro. That's that's crazy. Regardless, I don't even look at like regardless if it's a lot. I look at it from like the growth aspect. Like like fuck like yeah. fuck like who cares who gives a fuck what my number is? It's like I, I would look at it for you as like okay, I have twelve thousand. Like how did I how many did I get last year at this time though? That's what I do. That's I oh, look at that's it. Real, yeah. Like every like fuck my numbers. It's everything's from a growth perspective. It's like what like compare yourself to like what happened last year for you. For me, <laughs> the thing is though, bro, I get too obsessed with the numbers. So I've kind of I've kind of tried to chill off of it because mm-hmm. my my I get too obsessed with it. When I get a really high high, I'm like, oh dude, this is fucking sick. Like I'm I'm growing so much. And then not that my head gets big or whatever. I'm just like then I'm thinking about the numbers all the time. And then when I when I ever see a fucking dip. I yeah. always get sad, bro. So I'm like, I'd rather just like check it every now and then, but not check. Cause I was checking it every day, like multiple times a day, even like as if it was going to change, but I would just like check it. Like I do that too, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, most are, I actually asked a question on Twitter and I said like, how many, how many times you check your, your thing? And like everyone pretty much said every day. Yeah. I, I probably check it multiple times a week. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I mean, that, that, that's healthy, man. I mean, but also like, whoa. Yeah. I have another question. What do you think about taking hiatuses from social media? Hmm. I think um, it, everything, you know, everything in life is situational. I think for, for, I think, I think it's beneficial for sure because like, I think social media fucking sucks. And sucks. yeah, I think it's, if I, if I didn't have to have one for making music, I wouldn't have one. I do not like social media. Five artists in a row, five artists in a row have told me that on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, not that, I like social media. It's cool. It's funny. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like there's good parts to it, but also like, dude, I'm, I'm dude. I had to take a break a couple, like a month ago or something. Like I took like a week or so break off all of social media. Like I deleted everything off my phone because it was during like right after the elections and shit. And I just kept seeing negative shit on my feed. And every time I yeah. open my phone, I'm just seeing negative shit. And then it affect me the whole day. Cause I'm like, bro, like you see enough negative shit, you're just going to become negative. And I'm a pretty, uh, even when I'm doing bad, I think of the, I'm like a positive person. I just like, I don't really, it's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just, I'm a very positive person. So I don't like the Debbie downers. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I hate being around people that everything's a fucking negative thing. Yeah. And that's what I feel like the, the internet is, is sometimes it's just like, super Debbie Downers and like you can never be happy for someone someone does something and you know what pisses me off bro and I'm just kind of on a tangent but when people someone will do something good for someone okay no I'll say a phrase like this someone will do some terrible shit everyone will like it retweet it whatever comment on it and then someone films them doing something fucking dope and everyone's like why record it 
okay, so you, you're bitching about how everyone is always negative shit and someone mm-hmm. does something positive and then you're like, why are you recording this? Mm-hmm. Bro, fuck a dick, dude. Like, don't you want to see positive shit on your timeline? What? How, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that gets that irks me. That's one of the things that irks me. I get it. You, you, you can't win in this world with social media. Yeah, you can't. So I yeah, I, I I had to stop checking comments. Not that people were saying like outlandish shit, but like when you check the comments, like I said with the numbers, your head either inflates or you get really down. Like someone will say some fucked up shit to you, and you're like, dude, you don't even know me. Like, why are you, you know what I'm trying to say? And like, I try to act like I don't see the comments, but bro, I see the comments. Everyone sees the comments. So yeah, I try not to check the comments now, but yeah, it's, it's insane. Absolutely, bro. Especially as like an artist, man. Like I, I, I'm completely with taking social media hiatuses. It's always like person to person. Personally right now, like I'm putting out so much content, like you have to be you got it, you dude. And like, it's like, bro, like the fucking hard part about being an artist right now is like figuring out like, okay, like, am I missing my shots by not being on TikTok? Am I supposed to be posting YouTube videos? Am I supposed to drop a song a lot? Am I supposed yeah. to wait? Like, it's just figuring out the whole game. And that's the whole part of being an entrepreneur. But yeah, yeah TikTok yeah. is something I've never, I don't, I don't, I'm not even on TikTok, bro. Yeah. I should be, I just don't understand it, dude, to be real with you. And all my friends are, like all my, all my like friends that aren't artists are on TikTok. Yeah. And all my artist friends aren't on TikTok, which makes like <laughs> no fucking sense. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a funny, funny thing. It's cool. I actually like it. It's a cool app at first. Like I'm also one thing I learned about me too. is like, I'm not, I'm like, I, uh, I don't hate, I don't dislike a lot. And so like, usually like, like even like shit where it's like, this is obviously to be hated. I'm like a very, uh, what's it called? framework person like i find down the reason like for instance like yesterday i was having a conversation with my buddy about jake paul right he's like i fucking hate jake paul blah blah like, i fucking hate him blah blah and i get it and like he's yeah. such a hated like i get like why yeah, 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 yeah. Jake Paul. like and there's reasons for me to say like i hate jake paul but i have an understanding of like that he's yeah. trying to be a hated person like he obviously like yeah. he knows he looks like like he's trying to do this for like x y and z and like i don't hate him like i don't hate a lot TikTok at first, I was like, damn, like this could be like a cringy thing. And then like I saw potential. Like I'm on TikTok, like doing like, like my, like I post like my, me rapping and shit like on TikTok yeah. now. But like, um, yeah, yeah, Jake Paul is definitely a hated person, but I understand what he's doing. He's yeah. kind of like 6'9 a little bit. Like he wants to be the he's troll, troll dude. And, and, and fucking like, okay, I like, like troll, I like troll uh, culture though. I think it's funny. Yeah. At the end of the day, man, I'm Love consuming. It. His, there are reasons to consume, right? Somebody's cho- choosing to listen to an Apollo song because they want to feel that emotion. They're not, maybe they don't want to shake their ass and dance, right? Yeah. But like people listen to Word of Wise because they want to feel good, but they'll listen to Life's Dreams because they're feeling dark that day. Yeah. I, when, if I tune into a Jake Paul content, I'm not tuning in to le- learn anything. I'm tuning, tuning in to be entertained by a fucking trolling idiot. 100%. So when he does trolling idiot stuff, I'm not going to get pissed off at him. Well, that's like people are expecting something something from someone that that's not what they're doing. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. Like, it's like, he's going to make you, you choose the, what you, how you feel. It's like the people that are like, oh, I don't, I don't listen to mumble rap. Don't listen to it, bro. That, like, or, or, or like when you're like, you're like listening to Playboy Cardi, you're like, this is mumble rap. Dude, what'd he's you, not, he's think? not Eminem going to his page thinking he's about to be spitting bars, bro. Like what the fuck? That's yeah. not the music he makes. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, that's so funny. Internet's a funny place, but it's, yeah. Yeah. I also have a question. Yeah. What, who's in your top five, bro? Hmm. Top five artists of all time, bro. Rappers. Artists of all time, rappers. bro. Rappers of all time. Bang. Drake, Off Rip, 
Yeah, I consider it like Drake's a go. Like I can't even name so like think about that. We're gonna be talking about Drake forever. Like this man has hits after hits for decades. So for like a decade. So it's like regardless yeah. of what people say about him, like I don't give a fuck. I look at catalogs. Drake, um, it's like tough for me to say like all time. No, you don't have to do all time. I hate the all time thing because then people are like, "Oh, Tupac and Biggie." You don't listen to Tupac. I'll throw down. I'll throw down a Russ just because like he comes correct and he's got the bars. Yeah, my top five. Yeah, Drake, Russ. Um, oh man, fucking it's it, it's it's fucking hard, man. Like honestly, this Justin Bieber, like just like just a very very talented human. I yeah. didn't see that shit coming. If you meant like rappers, you meant like rappers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because like I like fucking, I like look all around. I guess. Yeah, oh, I'm not really that big of a, a rapper person anymore. I'm, I don't, but like I do enjoy rap, but that's not really what I listen to anymore. Yeah, Logic for sure is yeah, in there. Yeah. I mean, like he's fucking fire. Uh, like there's some underground cats who literally are in my top five. Damn. You know who Q is? I do know who Q is. He's he's dope. Bro, I'll literally throw on Q up in there. I remember I was like listening to on Q heavy a couple of years ago, and like now we like it's crazy. But like he's like 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 you know he's not like a super popular person. Yeah. But I tell no, him, I tell Scrooby. him all the time. What'd you say? Cal Scrooby, you fuck with him. Yeah, Cal Scrooby's fire too. Dude, he's so fucking funny. Shit like that. Like I like, and also like there's there's a thing about the music culture where people are scared to be fans of like their peers. And oh, I like you'll you'll see like like I'll I'll post people like all the time that like I you know and like I'm not scared to like show like there's a weird thing about showing love because it makes you seem like sure. you're cool or anything. Yeah, exactly. But it's I, why, I, I have a song with QE and I and I've been telling him forever, QE's in my top five. Like, bro, you're my favorite artist. Like you're my you're like I'm a fan of you. You're my favorite yeah. fucking artist. Like when you drop shit, it's fire, you know? And it's kind of funny. Cool yeah, he's dope. What about you? Who's your top five? Uh, I don't know, dude. Honestly, I was just kind of asking. Uh, Drake is in my top five for sure. I think he's my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking rappers, like my favorite rappers of all time. Probably Drake, Ross, um, Eminem is in there. I don't listen to Eminem, but he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else would be in my top five. What about, at, here, here's one, let me flip it on you because like, I'll give you a different kind of question. Um, in our scene right now, like related artists and stuff, who are some artists that like you pay attention to that are like, you know, doing something you're like, okay, this kid's like kind of moving, like he's doing something dope. Oh shit. Like who I listen to, like actually like. Yeah, I, or, I, yeah, that or like, it's just like people you kind of, you know, you, you give props to. Obviously you, Ali Joseph, um, Cal Scrooby, Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Estresso, he's one of my favorites. Um, I'm trying to think of who I'm trying, like it's it's hard to zero. Do you know who that is? Uh, not too well, but yeah, I, I know through Ryan, like through yeah, Ryan, from through Ryan. I've actually bit. known zero since I was 14. Wow. Like personally, yeah, because he he was this. Um, so he used to be a fan of this person that I was like I wasn't cool with him, but like I knew him. And he would send him shit. And I was like, dude, you're dope. And um, I asked him to have a feature for me when I was 14. He was 15. And uh, yeah, we just like, he mixed my first project ever. And then we just been cool ever since. And in uh, yeah, he's just a really good dude. But yeah, him. Um, I'm trying to think. Jeremy Falcone. Do you know who that is? He's mm-hmm. super fucking, he's super fire. Um Packy, obviously Cyrus. Mm-hmm. I don't really like. I don't know. There's a lot That's of a good amount. 
yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty into that whole like scene. I like, I like that kind of music though. I, I, I'm a big fan of the underground rap because it's more, um, feels more authentic, you know? Yeah. And I, I like, I, I am too a little bit, you know, I, I like supporting kids that are on the same hustle as me. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, cool. Like I'll throw on like, you know, like people, like artists, like are similar to us because it's like, I almost feel like I'm like, yeah, like that's what you're supposed to do. You know, hundred percent. And I feel like we're kind of like on the same, cause I feel like when they talk about the come up and shit like that, I relate to it. Cause I'm like, Oh, well we're kind of like in the same sphere. So sphere. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's relatable to me. Yeah. What, what do I do? Uh, pretty, um, for somebody, I mean, I guess like, you know, artists that I give a lot of credits, credits to, it's like Justin, you know, Justin Stone. Uh, Justin Stone. Oh my God. I totally forgot about Justin Stone. I'm so pissed. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a super good dude. Yeah. He's, su- he's such a nice person and abstract, um, too. I forgot. Both yeah. really good people. Yeah. Dope, dope guys. I met abstract once. Um, Justin, we've chatted a bunch and he's hopping on the podcast too. And like, we, like we, we have like an interesting story, but like, I'll probably save that for his fucking po- podcast. But like, um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, like Justin, um, Arizona service, you know, yeah. he, I think of artists like that, like, like that when I was so like, I started the first song I ever had mixed was by Neek, Neek attack. Um, he's, he's a super nice person, super nice person. And that was back when like, they were like, like, like Arizona had like a hundred thousand monthly listeners. Right. And like, yeah. fucking, I think Justin had like the same and like, it's like, I, and so like, I've seen these guys that like, kind of blow up and it's fire dude. And like, like, like those two guys, you know, are really moving, moving needles. Um, I don't know, man. Like the one thing I appreciate about Justin is that he had, he literally is like, has so many like people that listen to him and he's so like, just cares about artists. You know what I'm saying? He like, yeah. like he just wants to help people. So I really appreciate that from him. He's a really good dude. Anytime I like need something or like want to talk, he's like super open. He's a really good. That's dude. the best man. That's the type of guy that I, like, I, like I, I aim to be like, like I feel like I am like that. Like I try to be like that as well as like, I want to be somebody that's like approachable for other artists. Um, like in, if they have one monthly listener or if they have a million, you know? Yeah. That's you know? real. Yeah. And like, uh, Nate Good's another artist. He's hopping on tomorrow. I've never really listened to his music, but I've heard, I've heard a few songs. Got to. He, he hops in every single person's like fans also like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know this person, but he's in everybody is like, it's wild. Dude, he's fire. I, I was a fan of Nate for a while. He's coming on the podcast tomorrow, actually. And like, I'm, I'm pumped about that because he was like an artist I've been listening to since I was like fucking 19 years old. So, really? Like, really? How old is he? Um, I have no idea, man. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it bro, because I'm uh, I'm a fan out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's like, cool. but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much pretty much everybody that you mentioned, they're like kind of in that area. But um, yeah, it's cool to see everybody kind of doing their things because also like, you don't know like I said, like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, somebody yeah. could be the next fucking big thing. And it's like, damn, that's cool. I had that connection. And like, I saw this artist grow into like who they are. Like, I don't know what you're going to be next year. Yeah. I like that. I, I like, um, building with people, like building relationship with people. Cause I'm not a dude. I knew, um, I've known so many people for years, like not to name names or whatever, but for years and I never asked him for a song just because I like the relationship that I have with these people more than I actually care about making music with them. I, I just mm-hmm. want to like, to, cause every, like I said, everyone has their own perspective on things. Like when I asked zero for advice or something, his take on something is completely different than what mine would be. Or if I asked Ali on something like their views on what to do in a situation is completely different than what I would have done. So yeah, I just 
making those relationships and, and um, you know, having someone to talk to that's on the same playing field, you know? Yeah, Ab- abs- absolutely, bro. I completely agree. Um, how long have we been going for? We've been going for a grab, bro. I don't even know how long it is. is, it, is it, Probably yeah, two, I, two hours. Let me start the little logic. Yeah, almost two hours. All right, well, then we. I, I want to keep it. I'll keep it around there then because I want you to have you, have you back on again. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, thanks for... Yeah, it feels good. How do you feel? I feel good, bro. That was a good combo. I liked it. I, I like it. Yeah, it was good. Pumped what about you? Bro? Yeah, no, I feel I feel great. Pumped to connect with you on. It. It's like nice to like, you know, have a have a more formal introduction and know you a little better too. Yeah. What I I do have a question. Yeah. Um, what I like you to, I, and you can flip it on me too. What kind of person did you feel like I was before you met me, or like her, like listen to my music or or whatever, like before we actually had this conversation, like mm-hmm. what kind of person would you think I am, like? Because everyone always has a different perspective. Well, I think is that you... Is it different than what it actually is, or is it a, no, around the words that were going to come to my mind were exactly what I expected, actually. Really? Yeah, exactly what I expected. And, um, I mean, you can take that how you want. I think it's a good thing. But, like, you know, because yeah, yeah. like you're transparent or who you are. But exactly what I expected. You know, like, I, you know, I would describe you as someone like, you know, after listening to your songs for a while and, you know, doing my research on you, it's like, I had a little more background, but it's like meeting you right here. It's just exactly, you know, what I expected. You're, you, 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 you seem like you have a kind heart and you mean very well. And, you know, you're asking questions that's like, you, you know, almost like you ask, I think that you appreciate input from others. Like I kind of get that gist from you that like you're open to hearing you know, how potentially you could like move something different. It's not, you didn't, you didn't even ask me like advice on something, but I, I feel like if you were to ask me certain critiques about how to operate in your business, like you'd be willing to listen. And so like, you're like, you, you're exactly what I, what I kind of pictured, which is a good thing. You're, you're exactly what I thought too. That's what I was about to say is you're like exactly the person I thought you were, bro. It's, really? it's a good thing, bro. It's, you're very, um, you're easygoing, bro. You're like a, a easy person to talk to. Try to be. Try, try to try to do the damn thing. I'm trying to fucking uh, trying to make it happen. The coolest part about like these podcasts are too is like it. There's a barrier broken down that we talked about that it's like the mystique non relationships with artist to artist thing of like people being too cool for somebody because they have like more clout or like yeah or, or just like how to get to know people like that's and I've also had like a like a lot of different conversations on the podcast as a, so it's like it's it's been a lot of, like I've I've been blessed with that opportunity to be able to like learn from other people like I've learned so much from like you know listening to you today. And, you know, hearing like your background, like your lifestyle and like, it just makes you appreciate things more too. Like I, like I can appreciate your music more now when, mm-hmm. when I throw it oh, on. You know? Yeah. So, it gives you a little background on, on people too. And like, when you get to do this with artists, you like learn why they're making the music they're making and, or why they make the decisions that they make when they're promoting or online or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, all right, cool, man. Well, I, you know, but you know, before we wrap it up, I want you to know, you know, you got my, uh, I'll just shoot you my fucking phone number. I, I don't think that I, yeah, I don't have your phone number, bro. We were just yeah. we DM. Yeah. Well, uh, so, you know, if you ever fucking need me or whatever, I'm always here. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, dude. You too. Yeah, bro. Well, I don't know when this shit's going to be up, but I'm fucking, I'm excited. That was a good conversation. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good convo, bro. That was a good two hours, bro. I mean, that was, that was, that was, a, that was a nice rip. So I, I'm planning on having this up. Um, next week. So probably like on fucking, I don't know. I think I'm going to do Thursdays just cause Mike's Mike's dead. How he operated was like on Thursdays with his dropping tomorrow. Um, okay. so I'll see where you're going to land. Cause I, I got a couple people that like I'm doing like back to back before I got, I go to Florida in like a week. 
So I have to like not work as much like while I'm over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you just stuff. going on vacation or whatever? Yeah, my family, my parents are going down there to like they're like going down there to like go do Christmas. So I said that I was gonna come visit them. Oh, that's dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you so are you from Boston? Yeah. 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 From the whole time? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Cape Cod originally, which is like a little bit of like an hour and a half away from Boston. And then okay. went to college in New Hampshire. Uh, as soon as I, my sophomore year of college, I moved out and never went back to the Cape. And I um, just been living in Boston. Like that first summer, I just summered on my buddy's couch who went to college in Boston. Like I've never really left the city. I mean, I've, I've vacated, I've like visited a bunch of places and shit. And like, I, is there a reason you like to say, um, no, that's no, that's why I'm leaving. Like there's no, there's no real reason. I love Boston completely, but I like to experience different things and I want to go experience like another state for a long period of time. So, I think you should, I think people should do that too, is, is um, venture out and see what they, cause I've learned that from Alias. Um, there's so many different cultures and like yes. my culture here in Lansing is completely different than your culture in Boston. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, that's, it's important. Like I remember you said you haven't been to a lot of places. Yeah. It's like, I, I have, I've, I, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate to, and it's also like, you know, the, when you like being an artist too, and then, you know, you can get that fucking, you get to a place where you have that, like the, the revenue where it's like, you feel like comfortable, like traveling or some shit. And you're like, yeah. you know, cause it gets fucking sketchy sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like, but like, huh. but like, what's it like? I was lucky enough to kind of like pass that kind of threshold. And it's like, now that like, like I love fucking traveling. Like I, I like fucking, I already have like, I, I don't know you know, a couple of things planned out, but like, cause I like to spend like long periods of times and submerse myself in the culture there. Like spend weren't, like, weren't you just somewhere? I can't remember where it was, but it- yeah, I, I was just in, well, I just went to Disney like last week and I'm going to Orlando again. And then I'm going to be going back to like, um, California to go stay with my buddy, um, out there. Are you, are you scared about catching the, the cove? Nah, I ain't scared of nothing. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> nah, I like, I'm very, I'm pretty safe though. Like yeah. there's also this, I mean, we can get into that, but like, there's also this like certain idea about that whole thing. I mean, obviously it's very fucking real and like people definitely, yeah. you know, struggle with that. And, yeah. but like, like when I went to Disney, for instance, like it was me and my girl and we were so, like, we saw, I interacted with less people there than I did when I was in Boston. Like, Damn. There's like on the rides, like there was nobody like you could like interact with. Like there's like 10 feet between everybody. There's less people in the parks. Like flying on an airplane too. Like you're pretty much like spaced out for the most part. Like, and it's, 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 it's chilling. And like when I go to these places, like when I go to Cali, like I'm, I'll be locked in the stew with my buddy and like it'll just be us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, so not, not really as much. Like I'm, I'm a fucking liver, liver. I don't even fucking wear. Like I mean, like dude, like, I like, I'm very safe about it, but I'm, I'm definitely on the end of like, I'm not hiding until I die because it's like, like now, like in understanding who I am now, it's like, I like, you know, I know what it's like to like almost be close to that shit. Like, you know, like have like near death situation. So I'm like, bro, like I'm living, you know, because you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to fucking like hide until you're like, you just said, you don't want to hide until you're dying. Like, you don't want to just be like scared of everything but at the same time you don't want to be stupid and like put yourself in harm but but you can't just like isolate yourself forever you know you kind of have to absolutely i mean everybody's different that's just that's just my take on it like i get why other people it also hasn't like closely you know like affected me yet so like i like that's why it's all what affects you in life that's how people react to everything 
Yeah. So guaranteed if I had somebody in my family that, you know, unfortunately had something happen to them from COVID, it's like my ass would be like, mm, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's real. It's just, that's just, that's just fucking everything. But, um, but, uh, but cool, man. We'll fucking, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the pod, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, dude. Thank you uh, for having me, bro. Yeah, we'll have to uh, do it again sometime. Hopefully, we'll be able to do this like formally, having the yeah. fucking in person in the studio and like actually do the shit legit. You know? Are you just doing it by yourself now? Uh, yeah. Then I'm I'm gonna have my buddy come back on too, and like we'll like have our like have our like lighthearted conversations and shit too. But like. Yeah, the direction I've been going in is like I'm having entrepreneurs on, um, but I'm definitely gonna have like I'm gonna have my other. Have you you've listened to a couple of them before? You have, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. You were in my, my podcast uh, top five. Oh, that's right. You sent me that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, I love that man. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. So I'm gonna have you know Trav on here too, and like we're still gonna do our thing, and like, but I'm I want to gear it more towards having like more artists because I think it's cool for other artists to like learn about those people like that you listen to you know every day. You're like, oh, like. You know, like let's say you didn't know Justin Stone or something. You have like you like you could hear Justin Stone talk for like an hour, like with Matt Corman, and it's like, well, like I actually listen to these both guys. Like these are cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. Just, yeah, just, so just hopefully we'll get to meet in person one day, bro. That'd be dope and do a little pod. Yeah, man. You know the vibes. All right, well, uh, we'll we'll keep killing it, man. I uh, I like what you're doing, and uh, you know it's only going to be up for up from here for you. Appreciate that, you too, bro. All right, bro. I'll uh, I'll stop recording. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to the Kids at Work podcast, Macorn podcast. Uh, again, you guys can follow Apollo. You know, if you're still here after two hours, you're a fucking real one. Uh, real. So, like, shout out to you. Um, you are um, Apollo Mission. Apollo Mission Twenty Seven. Yeah. Is that on everywhere? That's everywhere. Apollo Mission Twenty Seven. Everywhere. You know the vibes. You know the vibes, man. Make sure you guys follow him. Check him out on Spotify, on SoundCloud, YouTube, everywhere. If you're supporting me, make sure you go support him as well. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great day at work. I'll meet you later. Peace.